Me, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome everybody to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ and with me always my hetero life mate Rico. Hey buddy, what's going on? Uh, eh? uh, I need coffee. I thought you had two coffees. I know. I'm I'm drinking one I'm double fisting them. Yeah. Well you do that, I'll do this. So Anyway, for those not watching, obviously, this is an audio medium, CJ. Um, I've got a beer. Yeah, no, but, um, no watching. Uh, anyway, happy National Best Friend Day, buddy. The fuck is National Best Friend Day? I fuck if I know. Jay and Kev put something up, and I saw some other hashtags about it on Twitter, so it's a thing, I guess. I think there are some calls I need to make. Well, happy fucking National Best Friend Day. I, I didn't know why the fuck fuck is that a national holiday oh hell if i know there's national fucking pancake day it was like three weeks ago what the fuck are you serious yeah there's, national dude, there's, fucking pancake day dude if if you go online and search national days there's something almost every fucking day some of them are worth some shit some of them not so much but pancakes Dude, it, it made IHOP do three stacks of pancakes for 99 cents. So, hey, there's a bonus and, there. Did IHOP learn to fucking stay with the P for IHOP, not the fucking B oh, was, for international it, IHOP bullshit? It, <laughs> it was a marketing stunt, and it went awry and bad and all those things. Yeah, that was one of the worst. I mean, just the name. To be fair, IHOP. Technically shouldn't sound look anyways, I don't want to fucking argue about fucking pancakes. <laughs> so um But happy national fucking uh life mate. Life mate day. day. Yeah. So what what's been going on, man? You doing all right? Um, I'm feeling a little bit better. I was I had a really bad migraine for about a week. Um and it was it's almost ten days, wasn't my, it? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's it's been a while. Um, but I've been gradually <laughs> please feeling stain better. Like Sue, don't do that. It's been a while. Yeah, you know I, that's I, why I Kev stopped doing it, right? No. All right, they were gonna use that because all right for those who haven't seen Tusk, there's a scene in there where they're recording a podcast of sorts because it never gets released as a podcast, but it's the two actors recording their podcast for the, the movie. And they were going to use Kev's thing where he goes, it's been a while, like like you were just doing. And Stain caught wind of it and threatened suit. And then that made them go back and listen to all his shows and told him if he didn't stop doing it, they were going to start suing him going forward. That's why he doesn't do it anymore. Oh, I'll just amend it and go like, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, so anyway, 
my 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 migraine was really fucking with me, and I um, it was really affecting my sleeping. Oh. Where I was, I you was don't sleep sleeping. Well to begin with, so yeah, I, I already have erratic sleeping. Anyways, where I'm, I can't get to sleep till like five or six in the morning on average. I mean, it, my job usually starts around four o'clock. So it, some people like have given me shit. Be like, you don't have insomnia. You just like never got out of that teenage period of you've got to get the fuck up and go to work. You don't have a job where you have to get up at seven thirty and go to work by nine. You know. So I'm sort of trapped, but I was always that. I was even as a little, little, little kid. Right. I, I was, I was always up really late. But it got really bad the other day. I went to visit my mother and uh, do some laundry and hang out with them. I haven't seen them in a while. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, For what it's worth, that, I thought about it. I almost did it. So. I know we both thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get comfortable on their couch and they have a second guest bedroom, but it was covered in, in like my mom likes to remodel stuff. So there's always stuff everywhere. That doesn't sound nice. It, it, she, she was remodeling the guest bedroom. So she hadn't cleared off the bed. Right. And uh, so I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I finally managed to conk out. And then my mom woke me up like an hour later oh. and she's like, hi, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel like shit. Why'd you wake me up? She's like, did you sleep? I'm like, no, I didn't sleep. Why'd you wake me up? Why'd you wake me up? Why'd you wake me up? And she's like, well, why don't you go upstairs to my bedroom? You can sleep there. And I'm like, okay. So I go upstairs like 10 minutes later after going to the bathroom and she's in her bed and I'm like, okay. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to lay down. And it was, the room was very bright. Mm. So I'm already like in fucking agony because I get really uh, light sensitive. Right. So I'm, tr I'm trying to sleep. And my mom is just snoring in my face. <laughs> I I so can't sleep I, with a snore. If I'm if I'm asleep already and you start snoring, I'm fine. But I cannot fall asleep if I'm next to a snorer. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have to like bury my face in like under the pillow in order to get through it. That's not enough if, for if me. I'm, like I I know, and it's so weird because I can fall asleep watching something like you know Guardians of the Galaxy or something. But I if yeah. I'm next to a snorer, I can't do it. There's something about just because <laughs> they just fucking like yeah 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 it just just wakes you it could wake someone out of a fucking coma yep. my dad in particular could wake the fucking dead he <laughs> he he would have brought Jesus back <laughs> from all the way in Oakland to fucking Israel like two thousand so, years ago whatever it is well I mean they were around the same time um, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's going to uh, be one of those episodes. All right, go ahead. So I didn't sleep uh, most of yesterday. Oh. So then I had to work. Then I had to drive from my mother's house to work. And I that, that's where I got my fucking awesome haircut and beard trim. So I was good. like, I need. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I know you were like, you need to grow that shit out. But I'm like, all right, I'll grow the I'll grow the chin part out. I told her not to fuck with that, but I had everything else. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a good look, dude. Really, it's it's, yeah. It flows down. It, it's, it really it's, does. It, 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 I looked at it, I'm like my my head looks like a balloon now. No, no, I won't. Like, I wouldn't it, say no, that. It goes into like an oval like point. Well, right. It looks kind of like a drop, like a like a like a drop of something. You but, know what? I'm um, gonna get you a skull shaver for Christmas. I, I, I had an electric razor, but I think my dad started using it, so he dulled the fuck out of it. 
Well, so that's no, why the, I, 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 yeah, I but this is specifically for the head, and it it fits in the palm of your hand, so you can just like like this. You're supposed to be able to, yeah. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I, 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 I all, all kidding aside, I probably won't get it for you for Christmas because I think it's like two hundred bucks. But still, <laughs> it's on the recording, man. You, unless unless you edit this out, it's it's not a done deal. Well, I can. So there, ha. Um, well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so I, I I had a whole lot of no sleep yesterday, and yeah. then uh, when I got home, I I had a second wind, which is always the worst part when yep. you go no sleep, and then you just get that wire like, like ah, I'm ready, yeah. And then uh, Steph and I were on the phone, and then she actually she actually lullabied me to sleep because I was, I'm usually the one who like lullabies her to sleep just because okay. we're romantic fucking people like that yeah, yeah i was yeah. like Steph, why don't you why don't you lullaby me and it actually worked like i kind of like she she's saying um she's saying like a lot of julie Oscar andrews oh, okay like the one she the last one she did that I actually kind of like nodded off to was uh feed the birds from mary poppins oh yeah that's a good song that's actually a good song it's a good song it's a really and good she song. does a great job at it i mean Steph, as we all know step has got a fucking yeah. Steph's got some serious pipes. Yes, she does. Um, and so I lulled off, and then I fell asleep, and then I woke up at 3 in the morning. So I only got like like two hours of sleep, and then I was messing with you yeah, well, at like was, 6 in the morning. Yeah, that was many hours later. Yeah, I was trying to go back to sleep, and then I ended up watching National Treasure 2. I like those movies. I, I love those fucking movies. They're I don't good. understand. Dan, because on paper I'm like Nicholas Cage is a treasure hunter. Fuck that, and then I'm like, this is really good. It is good. I love and, all those treasure hunter movies. Yeah, I agree. And and what really pisses me off because number two didn't do so well. Like the first one did really well, but the second one didn't do as well. We're never gonna find out what's on page forty five. I want to know what's on page four or whatever number it was. Forty seven, I think it was. Whatever. Forty seven. Yeah. Forty seven. Forty seven. Um. But um, I, I, I agree what... because I I I kind of want I really because there's t- rumors they're gonna make a third one. They've been I don't want them, saying that. I don't want them to go. To, I don't want them to go for the alien route. No, well, don't okay, know. don't don't shit on Crystal's call again. But no, I I well, just you alluded to that's what I was talking about, and you were correct. But I could not have been. Yeah, most likely you were, but. <laughs> Um, speaking of seeing movies, though, I saw, since we recorded last, I've seen Ready Player One. Awesome. And I fucking loved it. And I'm not going to talk about it too much right now because I think there's so much in that movie that we could really do a whole episode on it. So I think I want to do that. But I wanted to at least mention that I saw it and it's really good. And anyone who's a fan of ours that has not seen it and has the opportunity to do so, please go and see it because... I am going to spoil the fuck out of that movie when we see it, when we actually talk about it. But I actually avoided uh, doing an episode of Rika's Rants about it because I was hoping you were going to see it so we could talk about it together. Yeah, no, we, we totally can. And I want to see, or not, not that I want to see it. I have seen it, but I want to do an episode about it. And um, I watched it for the third time this morning since I got it. Jesus. Yeah. No, I've you had know, it. You for- went all out. No, I've had it for like two weeks, so it's only the third time I've seen it. But and the reason why it was the third time is because I wa- I started watching it with Deb, and she fell asleep not because she didn't like it, but, but she sleeps a lot a lot like you do in terms of her sleeping pattern. So she just fucking right. passed out. Um, and then she woke up and she's like, "Can we 
continue. I know I fell asleep, and she told me, like, if I fall asleep, just keep watching it. But then when she woke up, she's like, can we go back and pick it up where I fell asleep? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. Let's do it. And there's yeah. so many little, like, nuances on it that, you know, little references that, you know, I, I'm keeping up on. That so full of references. Yeah, totally. And then I've been, I while she was asleep, I started watching, like, the behind the scenes stuff and and that's really cool and Spielberg's just a good um a good watch a good interview you know what i mean like we'll never yeah. get him on this show cuz we're never going to be that big but hey never say never man well that's true we, but we may have we have a we may have a mystery guest we may uh, in, the, in the upcoming future so yeah maybe maybe he can be a connection maybe but the the point being is that the likelihood of us getting Spielberg but watching him and like watching him talk like have you ever seen that documentary they did about him last year i forget what it's called it might just be called spielberg but it was on hbo it's really good um i know i gave you access to my hbo so if you check the on demand it may be there for you to watch okay well i can try and look for it um but no i have not seen it but it's it's really good and but what makes it really good is it's a lot of it's him talking to the camera you know like Mm -hmm. someone shot the thing and whatnot but he um He's on. He's he's involved a lot. It's not like it's not like those documentaries you see where the subject is never in the documentary. It's other people in the person's life or whatever. Like no, he's all over right. this thing. So and I think it's it's just really it's interesting to hear him talk. Like George Lucas when he talks was as smart as he is. It gets annoying after a while. Spielberg not the same. At least for me. So yeah, um, I, I I've I've seen documentaries where George Lucas is like. George Lucas kind of gives off the impression that he's really always trying to defend himself. He also comes off Spielberg, a little cocky, like, little arrogant. Spielberg feels more of the yeah. people. Do you know what I mean? And Spielberg is like, I know I'm a, I know I'm a big deal, but I, I just do this because I love movies. Whether I'm, I'm Steven Spielberg or if I'm just a fan of, of Sip. And George Lucas does kind of come off like, oh well, I, I get the best I could. If you don't like it, that's just too bad. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I came up with something. You should now, love it. To be fair, though, there's a because he and Spielberg are so close friends. There's a big portion of that, or not a big portion, but there's a chunk of that documentary where they talk about the relationship with him and George, and you yeah. do to get a different perspective on George Lucas. So I, he comes across that way, but he's not, if that makes sense, because you get a nice little look into his life too. So I think right. it's whether he does it intentionally or not, I don't know, but he carries himself in a way that's not really him. So I, I do mm-hmm. want to give George Lucas that credit where it's due because I don't think that that's really who he is, even if that's how he comes across. So, but yeah, anyway. So speaking of uh, giving you access to my HBO, actually, that also gave you access to something that I had recorded on my DVR, which I was fine with you watching because I did it for you to watch. And that's the roast of Bruce Willis that was on. Yeah. Um, we don't need to get too much into it, but being that he is quasi the arch nemesis of our our savior, um, the Hans Gruber <laughs> of our of our Kevin Smith John McClane. Oh, nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Yeah. So that's someone that. So we were we talked off offline about this a few times prior to this recording because it was like what ten days ago. It was almost ten days ago at this point, I think. The thing that it aired uh, last week. Uh, last week. Yeah, yeah, because and, uh, we were supposed to record and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, no worries, no worries. We had enough material to still release episodes. Um, but 
in any event, um, we talked about some of the people that should have been there. One of them that we both think is Kev. Kev should have been there, you know, and he's not. Yeah. But I did find out, and and you probably heard this too, because I actually talked about it on the, the the show, is that it seems like the the person being roasted is the one who who invites the um for the most part invites the dais. So for the you, most part, for the yeah. most part, so you know that he wasn't going to invite Kev. There's no way. I think I think there are, he the uh, roaster get or the roastee gets the final say, but I'll, also at the same time I'm kind of like of all the people he approved he approved Dennis Rodman like that was such that was such a there's always that on every roast where there's like okay comedian comedian okay this is a friend this is the ex wife this is someone who worked with the person and then there's someone completely out of left field like Mike the situation from Jersey Shore. Or Dennis Rodman, and at first it was Martha Stewart. That was the one yeah. I was like, "Really, Martha yeah, yeah, Stewart?" Yeah, yeah. And then now she's like, "Okay, she's just sort of an unofficial roaster." Well, or that, at and this then, point, official. That the one that I liked is the one that called himself out, and that's at El Ray, whatever the African American comedian that got up there, and he was like, "Why the fuck am I here?" <laughs> yeah, Lil, Lil Lil Ray. Lil Ray, that was it. Thank the you, dude, dude from uh, Get Out. Okay, yeah, I you know I haven't seen Get Out, so I wouldn't have known. Dude, I mean, I know that so good. he's so good in Get Out. He he does he says his line in it from Get Out. Oh, does he? Said, he? I'm okay. TSA, motherfucker. All right, he, oh, I'm motherfucking TSA. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, what the hell did I just do? Well, what I, the big actually the big surprise for me was I, I I was surprised of Edward Norton. Okay, hold on, he's calling me. Again. Yep. Pause it. Hold on, I think you're lagging. That's why I didn't see the signal. So we're gonna, it's gonna fuck up. We're gonna do it again. Take two. Just let me, let me get you back. Hang on. Okay. Uh, so one of the things that really surprised me was how Edward Norton was on, and I, I, I knew they were both in uh, Moonrise Kingdom together, but I never in a million years would like uh, Edward Norton would be on the dais. And actually, I mean, he killed it. He did a fucking amazing job. Well, um, wait a minute. He spent the whole time talking about himself, though. But that's Edward Norton. Yeah, but see, that's... I I don't know. The best part of the Edward Norton... That's the joke. No, no it, it didn't feel like a joke, though. That's the thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I was just being too critical. But, like, my favorite part of the whole thing with Ed Norton was honestly the part where um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was, it was introducing him. And he was taking all the shots at the Marvel shit about how he got kicked out of Hulk, basically. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I wanted more of that because yeah. Well, I mean, kind of ties with what I was talking about because Edward Norton is very self-aware that he is very it's, difficult to work with. Like, did you see Birdman? Yes, once. So I don't remember a lot about so, it, but I did see it. The character he plays in Birdman it's is basically, basically modeled after him. Yeah. Which is like super method, super difficult, super like I taking acting to a whole new level. And I look, I love Edward Norton as an actor. He is a so phenomenal actor. Yeah, um, Fight Club is one of my I, favorite I mean, movies. Love that fucking. Fight movie. Club is. I do like that joke. Like, oh my god, you were so sexy in Fight Club when you were Brad Pitt. Yeah, that was because you don't like Nikki Glaser. I normally I think she's fine. I've actually. Or was it, it was the many joke times she made? It was that Robin Williams suicide joke that really just like, oh, fuck this bitch. Yeah, you know, like, I get that, but, you know, here's the thing. But, 
there's there's wait hear me out because there's two two ways to think of it and one of them's your way and i'm not finding fault with that in any way because i totally get where you're coming from and i'm not saying you're wrong in any way but there's another way to look what at is it your way, like, the other way is the right way well no 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 i'm not going there but the other way is robin was a little blue well no he wasn't a little blue robin was a blue comedian like if you see robin williams stand up it's fucking rough yeah in the best way like it's hysterical but it's rough and that's the kind of joke robin would have made what but it was never cruel no and i I didn't think the joke was cruel it's it borders if you run a business bank of clark county has you covered offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. On an insensitive, but I didn't feel like it was cruel. You know what it reminded me of? It remind me of another Amy. It would remind me of another comedian on a roast that made a fucking joke that was just too far, and it was Amy Schumer. Yeah, you already know what I'm going to talk about. It's Amy Schumer talking to Steve O when they were doing the roast of Charlie Sheen, right? And she made a joke being like, "Steve, I just want to say I'm really sorry that your friend Ryan Dunn passed because Ryan Dunn just died in right. a car accident." And she said, "We're all we're all really sorry that Ryan died. We're all sorry that it wasn't you." Ugh. And that is just like, yeah. you know, it's the same type of thing. Both Amy Schumer and Nikki Glaser are very funny, and I've laughed many, many times. But there is when someone has personally died of a friend. Yeah. It's, it, it, death. Death is. You can joke more or less about anything, and I am an advocate of that. Sure. Sure. But when it's that fresh. When the wound is still not fully healed. And Robin Williams, the, the magic of Robin Williams was that he was kind of a friend to all of us. Right. He was, he was, he was influential in the majority of our upbringings. He was but you got to understand something. It's, was, it's also been already like five or seven years. Like, it's been a minute. Like, it's not like it happened last it, year. It's it's been four. It's been. I think their the anniversary was four years. Four years. Five. Okay. But the for, point is, it's not like it happened. It's. It would be different. It just as a comparison, it would be like if you did an Anthony Bourdain joke, or if you did like a Chester Bennington joke, which is only within the last year. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not I saying mean, joking about suicide is good at all, but I'm saying like from a too soon perspective or a too tsunami well, this, this, perspective. As if he Ralph just died of natural causes and they made a different. joke. It'd be totally different. It'd be totally different. And I wouldn't have much to, I mean, I'd be like, ah, damn, Robert Williams, oh, he's dead. That really sucks and bring back the feels. But making a joke about suicide, that's really just like. Yeah, it's, you know, it's ill-advised. I'll, I'll agree with you 100%. It's ill-advised, you know, but you have to wonder where, she, where her intentions were coming from. And unfortunately, we will never know that without talking to her directly, which, by the way, I would because she's smoking hot. But anyway. Um, her, her intention was to be edgy and to push well, the boundaries. And I'm all for that for a comedian. But, right. But what I was going to say was that, like, if if her intention was to try to honor Robin with a joke that he would try to deliver, then that could be what it was. You know what I mean? We just don't know. I'm not saying that it was right, and it was probably a, ba- it was a bad idea. No, it wasn't probably. It was a bad idea. But 
I might understand where she was trying to come from. I, I highly, highly doubt she was trying to insult the memory of Robin Williams. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I know, but I mean, as as edgy as Robin could have been, it he I cannot imagine he would ever. He would talk about suicide, and he would make a joke of his own depression and his own drug use, right. and his own alcoholism. Right, and he would he would make a joke about him thinking of suicide because he was very much like. You know, comedy is therapy for me because sure. if I'm on stage, I'm out there and I'm I'm on. But if I'm by myself, I'm very quiet and reserved in, in my own thoughts. So, he, you know, he I cannot imagine him making light of suicide. Because yeah, he was very not. he he was very much like talk to the people, talk to your friends. Like, and the irony is that he probably did talk to friends and talk to family, but he 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 committed suicide because he had. A disease. No, it wasn't you, because of you're talking about the Parkinson's, no, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've actually announced six months ago that that was misdiagnosed. He didn't have it. But he didn't know that. Well, well, the yeah. The point is, I, is that yeah, he yeah, killed yeah, yeah. himself because he was under the impression that he was having Parkinson's. Right, 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 right. Which means, you know, it was a fuck up and we lost someone over a fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, we, lost, we lost someone. Because they got the wrong fucking memo. It's like it's like finding out you're gonna get a promotion, and, they, and then when you don't get that promotion, you quit your fucking job, and you find out, oh shit, I did get a promotion. Well, fuck. You know, yeah. it's like the damage is already fucking done, and it's yeah. all because someone's fucked up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I and I and honestly, Robin Williams was was such a huge part of of everyone's lives. I mean, going back to the seventies, going to the eighties, nineties, two thousands. You know, he was still funny. He was always. On there, one of my on. favorite all-time stand-ups. I just love him. Yeah, yeah. To, I mean, he, you know, he's. I I associate a lot of my fucking material in part from him because I do impressions. I'm all over the place. I talk fast. I you know I had a girlfriend who said you're like a slow Robin Williams. I'm like that's really fucking high praise. Yeah, I never would have in a million years of like it would have ever come up with that because I don't think of myself in that way, but. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I've just, ever made that, that joke. But... That joke just really fucking hit me the wrong way. But then, but then I overlooked it. I I moved on, and 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 to be honest, the the rose just kind of fell flat. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Really, no, it, it, was it wasn't great. She was good. If you if you excuse the Robin Williams joke, the rest yeah. of her set was really good. The Ed Norton stuff was okay because. Actually, I think I texted you as I as I was watching it live, not live because it didn't air live, but as it was airing. Um, right. As you were watching, and, it. and Ed Norton was at one point. I texted you and said was the best part because I actually did find it pretty good. And then the ultimate in Jeff Ross because that guy just he's a hell of a roaster, and it's the guy that closed yeah. it off. And I love that guy. Like he he's such a spitfire, and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> I can well, say it. Like, I, I'm curious about his uh, his show that he's doing. I, I was actually really. Uh, it's his second I was or third to... season of it. Is it? I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been it on for a minute. Reviewing. Yeah, no. Oh. And listen, that thing I gave you access to to let you watch the DVR stuff gives you access to you on demand, so you can try to watch any of that stuff. I appreciate that, and and but you know me, I usually will ask permission before I. No, dude, I gave it to you for you to use. If something changes, I'll let you know. But for you know. You sound like my mother. If I if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Yeah. Well. Okay. You got it, son. Anyway. Um. 
<laughs> Speaking of kids, the other, the next thing I want to talk about that I watched was um, Baby Driver. No, I know it's been out for a minute, but I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. Um, okay. So can I get you, can I get you my rundown? Well, I'm afraid it's going to tie into what I want to say, so probably no, not. You, yeah. You, you tell me. You tell me. Um, because there is there's watching the movie brought up what I want to talk about for this week's episode and it's going to spin off into some other topics I also want to discuss, but it's a good way to start. So first I want to talk about the movie real quick. Like the movie a lot. Um, there are people I know that know me that thought I was going to love the movie because I love like the fast and furious movies. Cause I love cars. I'm a car guy. I, I, I pay attention to cars. Like I watch top gear and those kinds of shows. Like I'm a, I'm a car person. Um, the only reason why I don't work on cars is because with my disability, it makes it a little difficult for me to do like fine motor stuff with, with engines and whatnot, but I would love to have that ability, honestly. Um, uh-huh. So I, I, I watch a lot of car stuff, and I watch, you know, and, and then I also love music, which hasn't been, re- well, well, have been released by the time this comes out, but I, I love music, and we did an episode with with your friend Dustin that's coming out, or will we'll have been released by the time we put this one out, but where we yep. talk about music, so you guys will get a chance to hear that too, or we'll have heard it, hopefully. Um so there were a lot of people that thought that the combination of the music in that movie plus the driving that I would really, really like the movie. And and I did. I Not enough that I think I want to go buy it or anything, but I did enjoy it. And I certainly wouldn't be like, oh, God, a baby driver if someone like had it on or, if, you know, flipping through channels and it was there. But um, but I liked it. It was good. Um, I know someone that thinks it was a little too gory at the end. I personally didn't have a problem with it, but, you know. It was a little unnecessary, but I wouldn't say it was too gory, but it was a little unnecessary. Um, but it brings me to what I want to talk about. And if this hits your review, let me know. And if not, we'll stop my point, let you do your review, and then come back to it. But mm-hmm. um, I'm watching the movie, and it's probably about five, ten minutes in or whatever. And no, I honestly did not know who was in this movie. I did not know any of the actors in this movie. I knew nothing about who was in this movie. The only thing I knew about it was about a guy who could drive, and it was music. That's really all I knew about mm-hmm. it going into it. And Kevin Spacey pops up on the screen. <laughs> and it really started to make me think, am I supposed to not like this movie now because Kevin Spacey's in it? Because you're not supposed to like Kevin Spacey now, and you shouldn't like Kevin Spacey right now because the stuff he did was despicable, and he's a horrible piece of shit for having done it. But... Well, for having allegedly done it, because he hasn't actually been charged with anything, and I don't want to get sued. But <laughs> um, the point being he's is, if, if he's done the things that they're saying he's done, you're not supposed to like him anymore. And I can see why, because it's terrible shit. But does that mean that m- this movie and other movies we liked prior to the things coming out that involve Kevin Spacey that you liked, are you supposed to no longer like them? And that's what I really um, want to talk about is like w- these things where these different there's a whole bunch of people that have been accused of a whole bunch of shit and are we supposed yeah. to no longer like you can no longer like the person I'm totally with that but you yeah. are you supposed to no longer like stuff that they were involved in because they were involved and they are horrible people Well um because I have a similar outlook um that you do which is I was always a huge fan of Kevin Spacey. I always loved his performances. Um, Seven is amazing, and he's amazing in it. Can I uh, wait? Usual Suspect. 
Can I just cut you off for a second? Because I find it interesting, and I'm going to let you finish your point. I'm not going to monopolize too much. Everyone goes to seven for him. As like, like, cause I've talked about this with a few people since I've seen the movie, since I saw Baby Driver, and everyone keeps mentioning Seven as like, he's in that movie for like five minutes. Now he's amazing in the five minutes he's in, but there's other movies he's been in that he's in a shit ton longer that he's been really good in, and I don't know why everyone goes to Seven. Because Seven, well, I, I also said Usual Suspects, and I was going to list other movies, but for Seven, because he's only in it for five minutes, that's the point is the fact that there's all this buildup, all this, they're talking about how this guy is doing all these horrific things, how he's force feeding the fat guy, how he's, you know, starving that guy, you know, the, the, the really skinny dude in the bed, how he's, how he, you know, forces a man to rape a woman with a blade dildo, a strap on. Right. Like, all these horrific crimes that you never see him do. I mean, he spoiler, he cut off Gwyneth Paltrow's head. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, not Brad Pitt's best moment. I'm sorry. At least not in my opinion. It's, not, it's my favorite. Wow, Brad, really? <laughs> because at the same time, you're you're like you're like, oh shit, what is in the box? And right. Like I know it's in the box. What I don't like of, of Brad's performance is where he's just like. No! Oh, God, no! Like, oh, come on. That should be on exquisite what? acting, if it hasn't already it, been. That is, some, that is some hardcore exquisite acting. It's like, ah! Oh, oh, oh. Especially when you're standing next to, like, Kevin Spacey and, and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's all cool and calm. He's like, give me the gun. Me right, and, that's, and that actually brings me to a point, though. Like, okay, so Morgan Freeman has not been accused to sh- of shit to the level of Kevin Spacey, but he's not as, as eviscerated for, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, well, look, let's go back to Kevin. So Kevin Spacey, not Kevin. Yeah. Not that's not, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other Kevin, the anti Kevin, um, the other white Kevin is the other white Kevin. Um, <laughs> who's also not Kevin Feige. Right. Kevin. Right. Um, for for his performance as seven, it is so it's such a pivotal thing because you look at Kevin Spacey, and especially in that performance, you don't he's not he's kind of creepy looking, and his delivery is very kind of low and yeah you know, campy, but he's he's not really theatrical. He's not your stereotypical villain. He's not the Joker. No, in other words, no, 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 he's, not at all. But but he's doing shit that you're like, wow, would the Joker do that? Could the Joker do what John Doe did? Yes. You know, he totally rape could. A woman, rape a woman with a fucking bladed dildo. Do you do you do a spacey? I do a kind of spacey. I only ask because I if you did it like a straight on spacey, I wanted to hear Spacey doing Heath Ledger's Joker. I could try. That 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 that's a that, that's a challenge. Um, I because I, I can just hear I can hear Spacey going. Do you know when I know where I got these scars? <laughs> well, see for for Kevin Spacey, it's you have to sound like everything that you are talking about is beneath me. See, I can't do the timber, but I can do the inflection, which is right. Oh, the inflection, yeah. It's it's like it's oh, like doing Chris Walken smart. No, Christopher Walken is all over the place. It's crazy. It's this. It's that. It's yeah, I but, like you. 
But, but Kevin I can Spacey do the is usually a flat note. Yeah, that's true. But I can do the the I can do the cadence with walking, but I can't do the the the, the voice to go with it. Right. The yeah. the, the cadence of walking is there's no punctuation where just fuck up ever. the spirit ever. <laughs> but for Spacey it's it's very it's almost kind of just deadpan. It's just like, oh, you think I like listening to you? I don't. So but every once in a while, you I get think, these you get these explosive moments too, which are really cool about Spacey. You know, and, I, and we're not sitting here praising Kevin Spacey, but his acting is no. good. He's a good actor, and we can't take that away from him. Well, so so my my point was that you asked me if now that we now we know that he, I mean, it's not it's not alleged. He didn't deny it, but he also basically kind of confirmed. He said, "I have a problem with alcohol, and I'm also gay." That's like that's not what we're talking about. We don't we already knew you were gay. It was right. already kind of obvious. Well, it wasn't obvious, but we already, we already, it was the Suspected open it. joke of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And, but was he, I mean, I, what I, the one that actually throws me off is American Beauty. Because in American Beauty, he is the protagonist. The majority right. of his movies, he is an antagonist or he's an unlikable character. That's true. That's true. I got to give yeah. you that. Well, with the exception, you know, there's another one I can think of where he's a protagonist and he's a likable character and that's K-Pax. This, I mean, he, he's not always a villain, but like no, K-Pax, yeah. Pay It Forward, is he's he's really good in that. But Dude, that even, movie is so fucking hard to watch. I watched it once. I, I never want to see it again. Like, that's one of those ones. And it's not that I think it's a bad movie, but I just never want to put myself through that again. I What's fucked up is I had no idea the movie was going on. Haley Jossman. Haley yeah. Jossman takes over the Sixth Sense role at the end of that fucking movie. Basically. Yeah. Um. So, for uh, American Beauty, even though he is going through these radical changes, you are kind of rooting for him, even though you're like rooting for him to fuck fuck a underage girl. It's we. It's a really weird movie. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I want you to change. I want you to pay yourself. Yeah, keep working out. Smoke some pot. You know, buy your car that you always wanted to buy. And then you're like, wait a minute, he's trying to fuck like someone who shouldn't try and fuck. And that makes the performance and overall the whole movie. That's the only movie that really affected me because usual suspects. He's a bad guy. Seven. He's a bad guy. I think a pedophile is a fucking bad guy, but yeah, for baby, somewhere he's a baby hero. driver's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean like, I, no, but I get your point Rico, but at the same time, like, like it's, I'm having a hard time separating the man from the, from the role. And it sucks because like there's another movie he's in. It's not as well known. You probably know it because you know movies like nobody's business. And I mean that as possibly as I can say it, but is it the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil with him and Cusack? I love that fucking movie. And he is a prick and a motherfucker in that movie. I've never seen it. I had read it a lot at work, but I've never, I think I own it, but I've never seen it. He, he all right without spoiling anything he plays a gay man who gets accused of murdering his lover because he's he's worried about his boyfriend finding out that he had this side piece or no about people finding out he was gay because he was living like a straight lifestyle so he kills his lover to hide the fact that he's gay because he threatened to out him yeah the the lover threatened to out him 
So he killed him. Who plays his Who plays his lover? I'm curious. Some some kid. Like he's not on. I I'd have to look some him up. Some kid. No 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 not no. But he's no. But like in the movie, the characters Kevin Spacey's character is like in his 40s, and the guy he's fucking is like in his 20s. Like it's not a kid, right. kid. But you know what I'm saying. All right. Yeah yeah. It was I a mean, poor choice of words on my part. So sorry about right. that. Well, it also makes the title "Baby Driver" really kind of like ooh. Right, but that's because the character's name is Baby, though. You know what I mean? Like Which, you know that when you watch. Which is kind of a stupid fucking name, if I'm being honest. Well, sure, but it fits. I think they did it for the music more than anything. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you and I are both fans of Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. My favorite Luthor of all time, hands down. Right. But and that's the thing is, it, I think, I think Spacey's situation. Um. First off, there's no doubt in my mind that Hollywood was aware of it. Because Seth MacFarlane no made a joke shit. of it one time ago. Sorry, Rico. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I I have to go back and watch the movie now because I would have never, 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 never picked it out to be this actor. The guy that plays the lover. Okay. It's Jude Law. Really? I didn't know that. I swear to God, I didn't realize it was Jude Law. <laughs> Fucking Dumbledore. Well, yeah. I guess he's good at playing gay people. I don't know. Well, I mean, it ma- makes the Sherlock Holmes movies a whole more different, doesn't it? <laughs> Which, by the way, if they... Because you sent me that... You didn't send me the article, but you sent me the picture of the article of the No Shit Sherlock moment that they wanted... The Russo brothers wanted to shoot for Infinity War. And, and by the way, yeah. there's our... <coughs> excuse me. There's our required Marvel reference for the episode, so we're good. Um, yep. <laughs> but now, at this point, if Jude Law is going to be Marvel, they need to find a way to get all four of them on the screen at the same time. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need to find a way to do it. Because you get you uh, get Jude Law and RDJ, and then you get um, Cumberbitch and um, uh, what the fuck's that guy's name? Martin Freeman. Thank you. What? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. You got to get the four of them on stage or on screen at the same time now. But anyway, go ahead. You were saying... <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Um, for for Cape uh, for Capex, for K- for Kevin, um, and because I know you're you're alluding to like we wrote off Bill Cosby, you know, right? And that changed every performance. I here's the thing: I tried rewatching the movie Jack with Robin Williams. Oh, uh, and I had to such a heartbreaking it. movie. It's a heartbreaking movie. It was one of my mo- movies that I watched a lot when I was a kid, but I had forgotten Bill Cosby's in it. Oh shit! That's right. I didn't until just now. Right. So I put it on, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, Ron, you know, maybe I can, maybe it's time, maybe I can go back to Ron Williamson and not fucking cry my eyes out. Um, spoiler: I fucking totally cried my eyes out. But Sorry. then I was like watching, and I'm like, oh my god, fucking Bill Cosby is in this shit. What the fuck? Right. And it made me think. It made me think. What you're talking about is, is it possible to separate the man from? From the from the uh, method, from the work, yeah, from from the from the movie magic, and I'd say it's possible, um, because if you look at Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. had a fuck ton of problems with the law. He was in jail. He, you know, he was right, He but, was on heroin. But when he if was I recall, movie. To, not to not to trivialize anything, but. <laughs> 
the only person Robert Downey was truly hurting was himself. I don't think he ever killed anybody when he was on like drugs, like in a, and I don't mean like murder, but I mean like you know car accident right. or something. Like I don't think he ever hurt anybody but himself. I mean, but the point he could have because well, he there was a sure. couple times where they fa- they found a loaded gun in his trunk a couple times. Yeah. yeah, he had passed out in what he thought was his house, but it was a kid. It was someone else's house, and he passed out the kid's bed. Like, right, right. But now there's all this love for Downey and. Well, you know, I, I, you know, he, everyone loves a comeback. Do I think Kevin Spacey could come back from this? No, I, I yes. don't think so. You think so? Do I think, I, I, I think, I think he can if he handles it properly. Mm-hmm. Because, but he has to own up to it. Well, but see, he, he, you know, he's such an arrogant fuck. I don't think he could. Right, and so here's the other thing, because I'm going to go back to something else we talked about for a second. That's Morgan Freeman, and hear me out. It's all going to make sense, but Morgan Freeman, from what I understand and what I've heard and what I've read, never really, I want to choose my words cautiously, um, never really did anything. Like, Kevin Spacey attempted to have sex with people, whereas, like, I think the most egregious thing that Morgan Freeman did was grab somebody's ass as he was walking past them. Like, it wasn't something in a room like Harvey Weinstein where it's like, come into this room and have this meeting and then I show up naked. Like, he was walking past the girl and grabbed her ass. Now, is that right? No. Not saying that it is. However, comparatively speaking to something like a Harvey Weinstein or what Kevin Spacey's, you know, did to like Anthony Rapp or whatever, it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's, It's much, much worse. And, you know... Because I, I was having a discussion, like I said, with some other people, and I brought that up. And I brought up, like, Morgan Freeman, I don't look at it the same way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. It, and it, and part of it is because of his age. Now, you know, he was he came up in a time where, you know, staring at a woman's breasts were not as, you know, not as bad as it is now. And I mean staring. like Women, he was, did, women, women didn't have as many rights. It's not even rights. They didn't get as much respect. The rights are, you're right about that. I'm not well, saying respect, you're wrong, but it respect was. Respect and res- rights. Yeah. yeah. And especially in the industry. Especially in the industry, sure. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, because he's, he's about the same age as Bill Cosby. I think they're either, they're either the same age or they're like yeah. two years apart. They're real close in age. And, you know, so yeah. someone brought that. They're in their early days. What's that? They're in their early 80s. Yeah, and and that was someone's argument back to me that I was talking to was like, well, what about Bill Cosby? I mean, do you can you let go of what Cosby did because of age? And I said, no, because there's a huge difference. Morgan Freeman wasn't drugging yeah. these women. He wasn't raping these women. He was being creepy for sure, no doubt. But he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He was just being a guy in that age, in that time frame. And while we look at it now and go, okay, that was a bad idea. You shouldn't do that. You know, you have to take the time frame into context. I'm with you. I agree with you. Um, But I also, I think I, I, I saw a recording where it was a news anchor. It was a woman news anchor. Or, or at least someone who who interviews celebrities. I don't know if she was an anchor, but she she definitely had the news media or an entertainment right. media behind her. And she had accused Morgan Freeman of making inappropriate um, comment as well as 
as well as kind of obviously leering at her with his eyes, right. like kind of just looking, staring at her. Yeah, yeah. And she showed the footage, and the footage is bullshit. She may feel like she was threatened or feel sexually assaulted, but I honestly think that there was she misinterpreted it because she was heavily pregnant, mm. and this was recent. It was Morgan Freeman. It was Alan, uh, Alan Arkin, and um, whoever uh, Michael Caine. They were all doing that old man rob a bank fucking movie that came out like two oh, years ago or something. Right? Yeah, I forget what it was, but I know what you're talking about. Going the distance, or I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, yeah, I don't remember. So one of those like, oh, we're old, we're old veteran actors. We're going to be old veteran beasts like that. that yeah, right, right, movie. right. Yeah. Um. The, Ocean's the Eleven in a, in a retirement home. Yeah, the instead of the Expendables, it's the Dependables. Oh, um, but I'm bum. Thank you. Um, Ocean's Eleven Hundred. Um, so <laughs> Ocean's One Hundred. Um, Ocean's One Hundred. Uh, so she makes a uh, so I think it was Michael Caine. Michael Caine uh, makes a comment about how his wife um, he was having an argument or something about his wife and Morgan Freeman is looking at the interviewer and he makes a comment to what one of them was saying. And he says, I would like, I'd like to, I'd like to be there. Meaning I'd like to have been there to see that argument. Right. But she okay. interpreted it as him looking at her body and saying, I'd like to be there. See now. Yeah. That's, that's bullshit. I agree with you. If that's Yeah. I didn't say and it, but whether, that's how well, it's going. whether Morgan Freeman was grabbing ass, you know, um, the unfortunate thing is that women didn't get the respect they deserved. Right. And, We're not saying that I, it's okay. I think okay. he fell victim to that. Right. And I, I want to clarify for anyone listening. I'm not saying that it's okay that women were disrespected. I'm not saying that of that's okay not. Not. in any way whatsoever. And I know you know that, Rico, but I feel like I need to defend myself a little bit. But I also think that there should be... Oh, here, here's the argument I made, right? And I'm taking a part from, you know, Eddie Izzard, the comedian? You know, you familiar with him? Okay. He he does a bit that he actually shot in San Francisco, like, God, it's got to be 15 years ago at this point, but where he's talking about, you know, in America, we have different levels of murder. You got murder one, murder two, murder three. Murder two. You know, it's saying... There should be certain levels of this too, I think, you know, and if we're ranking it out, and I don't know what you would call it, but like Morgan Freeman's at a three, Bill Cosby's at a one. Do you know what I mean? And Kevin Spacey's well, at they, a one. They, they do have that. There is there is sexual harassment, there is sexual assault, there is rape. Right. And then there is there's um there is And that's the thing, like I think I think too many things are being put under the sexual assault category maybe not in a legal perspective maybe not by the police or detectives or the people who actually charge people with with things but i'm talking in the court of public opinion and and the media and social media you know what i mean and they're they're equating good i think he got caught up if, if this because it's the me too movement and because of the wine scene and the cosmos if this was 10 years ago it would not no one would be talking about it probably not and uh, and that's a shame because, look, I, I fully 1,000% support the Me Too movement. I support, right. you know, 
these women who have been victims coming out and, and doing something about it and the people that have done some terribly egregious shit being prosecuted if it's possible, you know, because there's unfortunately a statute of limitations in some instances that have passed. But the point being is that there are some there are instances where this needs to be dealt with and it should be. But I think and we tend to do this as a society, so I'm not blaming any one group of people or any any particular person. We go from one extreme to the other. So now instead of everybody's innocent of this shit, now everybody's guilty, and there's no in-between. Like Aziz Ansari is another good example of that. He thought he was on a date. It was a shitty date. Maybe he's a shitty person to be on a date with not in a sense that he does something crappy but maybe he's just not a good dater you know like he, the woman didn't have a good time or whatever and you know or and you also he have to consider go ahead you also have to consider that they're in the entertainment business where they're always once they have established a career and and star value they're always being told yes they're always right. being told you're 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 everything you're special they're you know their assistants can't say no to them the producers may say no, but it's like, oh, well, we don't think you're right for this role, but we got something else lined up. Right, so right, right. Always, they have, the ego is becomes part of, of becoming a star. And I think usually they're, you're used to, I think someone like Aziz Ansari or, or even, even Morgan Freeman, who's had a very long established career, is probably used to, oh, getting, you know, getting a little bit of that headspace of being like, I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not right. Morgan Freeman. The man, I'm Morgan Freeman, the well-respected Oscar-winning actor. Right, right. You know, and women admire me. Women love me. People want to emulate me. People are always imitating me. You know, and and I think when they're finally told no, they're like, "What no to me? How dare yeah, you?" Yeah, but there's there's like I said, there are levels. Like like look what happened to Chris Hardwick. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah, and it but, turns but he out he bounced back from that. He didn't just bounce back. He's basically been cleared because they found out that she was basically obsessed with him. Now I don't know all the details, and I'm not going to start making shit up. I don't want to. I don't want to feed into that making crap up thing that happens all over the place. But basically, AMC did their due diligence and gave him all his shows back. You know, and right. You know, and a couple other places. I think the Nerdist put him back on the masthead. Don't quote me on that, but I think they did. Like it's like I think they did. You know. It, I understand the need to investigate these things, and it should be investigated. If women are yeah. making accusations against somebody, there should be an investigation. Now, it, but what shouldn't happen, and I, and this kind of gets back to my point, I think I feel, and it leads into my next point on a completely different topic: is as soon as you're accused of something, it shouldn't be an automatic guilt. Do you know what I'm saying? Let me let me tell you something, Please. and this is this is this is going to be a little heavy, and I and I want it on the recording. I have my own Me Too story of where I'm the victim. Okay, please, regarding no, but if you, um, yeah, no, no, it, it, it it's not like I'm not traumatized, but it would definitely was something that stuck with. Me. Um, and I and I wasn't I wasn't raped or anything like that, and I and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't drugged, but. I when I was a when I was young I was a teenager. I worked at a pizzeria, I worked at a, at a restaurant. And what you don't really realize when you when you enter the restaurant field, there's there's a responsibility of I have to know how to work with people. I have to know what type of food there is. I have to handle money. I, there's all this shit. What they don't tell you is that there's also 
especially in the restaurant business. There's a whole bunch of bullshit that you have to deal with of being um, hazed, especially if you're the new one, if you're especially the young one. And I was the youngest one there. When I first started working at this restaurant, I was 16. And I was just, a, I mean, it was my first real job. I was the phone guy and, you know, I was taking all the orders and, and I, then, I, then I worked my way to being a busser and I was proud of my job. I was proud of the fact that I went out, got a job myself and I was there for two and a half years. Um, but I got sexually harassed almost every single day by the majority of the staff and they were the majority of the staff being male and it has nothing to do with sex. It was about power. And that's what I learned was that sexual harassment is not about sex. It's about power. And I didn't have it. Right. And, and, and it, you know, it would, it wasn't just sexual harassment. It was just harassment. And at first it was usually, you know, them just busting my balls and hazing me and trying to get a rise out of me. And especially in that time, because I was 16 and 17 and 18, I was more prone to having temper tantrums. I was more of an angry kid. I had a lot of rage deep down, as we, as we all, all kind of, yeah. as we all do when we're, when we're going through puberty and, you know, we think the whole world's against us and no one understands. And I, and I, and I did fall in that classic thing. But it went from them making fun of me and throwing croutons at me while I'm on, well, and they'll, they'll be doing what I'm on the clock, like on the phone, taking someone's order. They'll just be bored and throw croutons at me. It got to the point where they were grabbing me inappropriately. They were, you know, I mean, I don't need to go into the details of what they did, but it was, it was enough where I felt threatened and I, but the, the fuck the thing is they did it to each other. It was sort of a male macho bullshit. Like you don't fuck me. I fuck you. I'm not gay because I'm doing the fucking. Okay. And, First off, Rico, thank you for sharing that because I know that's not something that's easy to do. So I appreciate that. Seriously, I mean that right. that speaks a lot. And I'm not what am I? What, I'm about to ask you a question, and my question is not meant any way to diminish your experience in any way whatsoever. And I hope you know that about mm-hmm. me. Well, I want to find out of to know that that's not it. But like my friends and I used to do stuff like cup check each other. Do you know what you know what that is? Where like you are you familiar with that expression or that term? I I I could. More or less figure out. You basically but, walk up and as you're passing them, you fucking backhand them in the nuts and hope they drop to the floor and you get to laugh at them. You know? Yeah, that's male, that's male stupidity. Right. And, I, and, I, and, and you know, I've done that with my friends and I've done that with my brothers have done that to me. Right. And so you know? I guess my, my question is was what was going on at that restaurant intended to be that or was it more of, of like what you were talking about? And I'm not. I'm not defending I anything. Think it was, I'm I trying think, to ask. No, no, no. I, I know what you're saying. You're, you're trying to rationalize it. Um, I think what it was was they did it to each other, and I think there was them trying to initiate me, and I didn't I didn't like it. Regardless okay. of what their intent was, it That's should fair. have stopped when I said stop. No, I and, and totally. No no argument from me there whatsoever. This yeah. this this example that I gave of, you know, cup checking your friends, we were all friends. Of course, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know there's no harm or maliciousness, so that's why it never really stops. So I, I totally right. get what you're saying, and it should have stopped. because. And that's the other thing about the Me Too movement. Look, women have always been disrespected more than men always in this country. Yeah. So I'm not sitting here and saying that 
you know, there should be an equal playing field, but it should be in a sense that, like, Me Too doesn't have to be male on female. It can be, right. as you were describing, male on male, or female on female, yeah. for that matter. Now, that probably doesn't happen as frequently, if ever, <laughs> but it can be, well, you know. I, well, like I said, it's not about sex. It's about power. Right. Whoever has the power is the one who can dominate. And the irony was is that we had women working there too. And the men who were harassing me didn't harass the women because I think they were smart enough to know this is a whole other playing field. If right. I harass a woman, I could go to jail. Well, so right. I think they settled on fucking with each other. But my point is is that I had the my bosses involved. I was trying to like say, like, this is happening to me on a regular basis. And they would do the most lackluster way of like, all right, you guys need to stop fucking with Rico. He doesn't like it shake hands, let's move on. And then it got to the point where it finally uh, culminated to me getting slapped in the face. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's where... I mean, not that it was okay before, but that's where you crossed the line. But by the way, all this was happening when I was a minor. Right. That's, that's all true, too. Yeah. So it got to the point where I finally, you know, they were, they were doing their usual fuck with me kind of bullshit. I was on the phone. It really stressed me out. And I tried a different approach, which was instead of saying, leave me the fuck alone and yelling at them, I said, I went up to the instigator and I said, dude, please stop. I'm, I, I've had enough. Can you, can, I'm just begging you. I can't do this anymore. Just please stop. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, dude, just please. And then he, I guess, interpreted that as me attacking him. And I was trying to like, look, dude, just because it was all ma very male macho bullshit. Like I put, I, he would. Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Dan, Safa is the best mattress choice for us. After all, how could you go wrong with their risk-free 180-day in-home trial and 15-year warranty? That does sound risk-free. Takes me back to some of our risk-free vacations. You mean that rafting excursion you claim to be risk-free but ended in a four-story waterfall? Or the African safari that ended with a flat tire by the lion's den? Or the... You know what? Let's just... Order our Sotfa. Get $200 off your purchase of $1,000 or more at Sotfa.com slash 200. I claim I put my hands on it, but all I do is like, I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, please stop. Like, right, right. And then, he, and then he slapped me really fucking hard. I mean, this is a grown man. This is like a man who's in his late 30s and I was, you know, 17 years old. And he bitch slapped me twice, hard enough for my glasses to fly off my face and actually land in a trash can. Like he, he made an um, impressive dunk and, yeah, um, and that changes everything that takes it to a level of assault. Now, now remember the entire time I wasn't keeping this quiet. I was telling my family, right. I was complaining to my dad every night. I was complaining to my brothers. I was complaining to my friends and they all more or less had the same outcome, which is Rico. It's the restaurant business. You got to move forward. You got to just deal with it. You know, it sucks. We, you know, you just have to, they're, they're hazing you. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. And they all, you know, a lot of them said, you know, you're, you're going to deal with assholes at every job you ever have. You don't have to like the people you work. Yeah. And then, but once that slap happened, it became a whole other fucking playing field. Well, sure. It became and, a whole other fucking sport. And I would ask you this, because I know that 
you have a friend who works in currently in the restaurant business, and I won't mention his name because I don't know if we want that brought up. But no, does he does he go through this still? The, one of the more just uh, heartbreaking things was my friend. Um, I got him a job at this restaurant. So he and I, we didn't work the same days together. I think they were trying to make us not work together because they thought we would be distracted. So we worked separate days. He was going through similar shit, but he was totally, you know, he is usually very cool and calm and collected. So he just brushed it off and just laughed it off. So they stopped fucking with him. And, and he just sort of, he just, you know, he's like, oh, whatever. And he was also the same boat as me, which was, I'm young. This is my first job. I don't want to, I don't want to rustle any feathers. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stir the pot. I don't want to cause any trouble. I just want to do my work, get the fuck out, which is how I wanted. I want to go to work, get my, you know, do my job, get my money, get the fuck out. Right. Um, and that was the heartbreaking thing was that he was, a he was, he was fully aware of what was happening. And then after the slap, it got to the point where I had to, I didn't bring the law or anything like that, but I, I eventually quit because I just couldn't take the stress of that job anymore. And then they had hired someone to make me working there more difficult. They hired a manager to really come down on me because I had made a report and they had gotten like, I had filed a, my father. My father was really the main instigator of a lot of this. My dad was really, um, we need to get back at them. This is bullshit. No one hurts my son. And he felt like what the owners had done was because they tried to squash it. Hmm. By just saying, let's move on, shake hands, that kind of shit. And my dad's like, that's unacceptable. Fuck this place. Rico, you can get, always get another job. You're not going to work at this place forever. You know, let's right. move on. So we made a complaint to the Department of Fairpoint and Housing. And they were useless. And then it got to the point where I quit. And then I couldn't. When I quit, this is, this is how it went from the owners seemingly having my back to straight up not having my back. They... When I quit, I was so naive because I had never quit a job before. Um, one of the owners said, okay, well, if you're going to quit, can you sign this? And it, basically, he had me write, I, blah, 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 voluntarily, that was the key word, and quitting on this day, and then I signed it. And I didn't know that what that would do was would basically guarantee I couldn't get unemployment. Right. And I was, just, and I was 18 at the time, so I was, I was not a minor. I was a, I was a legal adult and I, but I just had no understanding. I was just super naive. Sure, sure. So they took advantage of me in that situation. So then I had to quote unquote take them to court, not for the assault or the allegations or anything like that. I had to take them to court just to get approved for unemployment because I fought for unemployment for six months and then the Department of Fair Employment and Housing didn't write down any of my of my claims. They just didn't think it was. They they had they said it doesn't you know it doesn't seem like a feasible claim, and then I had to do when we I had a judge in front of me I told her what happened she's like I've never heard of any of this this is bullshit let's bring it let's bring these guys in and talk about this so then I'm sitting across and it was like a private room and there was a judge and everything it's like an arbitrator and I that's what that becomes yeah yeah so I eventually got my unemployment but I had to lose two and a half years of on a resume. I, I can't put them on my resume just because they wouldn't give me a reference. So well, for a while, as a in my working, resume, they don't have to give you a reference. Well, yeah, but it was, I was the only thing I, it was the majority of the work I had already done. No, I, I get spent it. two and a half years. 
And I learned a lot, but I couldn't say, oh, you can't call them. And they say, well, why can't you, why can't I use them as a reference? Why did you leave that job? And I said, well, and I'm a very honest person. So there were yeah. times where I said, well, I didn't get along with some of the coworkers and it turns out the, uh, you know, the owners didn't have my back and then they want, you know, and I, oh, I kind of tend to overshare as you guys are now aware. No. My point is, <laughs> is that it affected my friendship because he was working at the same place and he was like, I don't want to be involved with either side, which he and I have gotten over it. He and I talked about it and we, and he and I have, it was sort of a damper in our, in our friendship briefly where I said, you know, you should have had my back. Why didn't you have my back? And he said, you're right. I should have had your back. I was just in my own fucking, you know, well, mind I'm- frame. Look, I don't know. I don't know him from a hole in the ground, and you're my friend, and you always will be, and that's what it is. But you know, it, to your point, you guys are both young. You didn't know any better. You know, it's your first jobs. You know, it's it, it's it's a hard spot to be in. But here, but I I was looking. I, the thing is, I was looking at myself. Sure. Instead of thinking about him in that situation, I was thinking if he was coming to me with these with you know saying, "Dude, I'm getting fucked with." I not only would I defend him 100% I would quit the job with him oh no I totally get it Friends. I get that Rico you and I and, and like good I didn't mean to cut you off no I'm saying he and I you know we've moved on from it we've 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 squashed it we figured it out together and and I'm I'm not trying to drag it out I'm just saying yeah I I get it I get the because when you when when you're a male and you make your own uh allegation a lot of people try to rub it and say oh you know act like a man Grow up, man up. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of that male macho bullshit of like, you know, who who no one cares. This is happening to you. Move on. But then it became assault, and then it was like a whole other fucking thing. Right, then right. all all those people, my brothers, my father, were all like, "Oh shit!" My my brother, both my brothers and my sister, on separate occasions, all like said, "Rico, let's let's go for a drive." And we would pass by the restaurant. Like, you want me to go in there and talk to him? Like. They they all of a sudden like the the fucking Sicilian temper of like no one fucks my little brother was just like yeah like you want me to go in there and take care of this fucking guy for you huh which one is he and, point him out, and they don't have accents but it was all of a sudden I was like I had Tony Soprano as brothers that's awesome and yeah. and, they're, and they're both very logical sound people like they would avoid their fists I mean they're both buff fucking athletes they could fuck someone up but they're both like. Let's talk about my. I always joke that like one of my brothers would like sue the other. Like my okay. brother would like instead of like I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy. Like I'm just gonna fucking sue him. But <laughs> all, all that lawyer bullshit went out of the fucking way. He's like, fuck that. No one sucks my my baby bro. He was like, this is my my little brother. My, my. I, and I was like, Jesus. I know you weren't going for it, but I loved your Pesci right there a few minutes ago. That was pretty good. It was Pesci ass. We'll put it that way. My Pesci's up here. Well, you know what I mean. But, well, listen. Going going back to your point real quick about quitting with your friend. And this is not a shot at your friend anyway, because I don't know him at all. But you and I are just cut from the different cloth, Rico. We all, you know what I mean? Like you and I are, because I'm in the same boat. I would have done the same shit. But you and I are just cut from different. You know what I mean? They're, we're we're just different yeah. people than the average, and I'm not saying that's a negative on anyone else. It's just who we are. So, but I um, 
I want to transition that into another. Unless is there more to your story? Because I don't want to. Please, it was it was incredible no, for no, you to no. Share, that, that's basically, I, it's just you know when the whole when the whole Me Too movement really started, it brought me back. To, sure, I bet to my own thing, and I I was kind of because I don't want to take anything from the victims. No, basically, I don't I don't want to take anything from the women, and it made me question like, can I can a man have a Me Too moment? And a yeah, man well, first off, say me too. And, without- and bringing it full circle to the, the beginning of this with Kevin Spacey, the answer to that question is yes, because Anthony Rapp was the right. one that brought him out and brought in public what he did. So the answer to your question is yes, you know, w- within reason. And I'm not saying that yours doesn't fall within that reason, but I'm just saying it's within reason, you know. Right. A, so. a, a harassment's harassment. It's a matter of the sex. Right. The exactly. And or and me and me. And me too, in the sense that it's used, doesn't mean man versus woman. It just means harassment. It, it, it doesn't means, mean women only. It means it means me. Unfortunately, the bulk of the people affected by this are women, but it doesn't mean right. just women. So, um, but it does bring me into a next point. So we'll we'll get to that. So that that next point I want to talk about is. And it does, I feel like, kind of tie into this a little bit, what we've been talking about, is something else I've been noticing. And it's not just happening in the world of movies, but it does touch on something we're both passionate about. And that is holding people's past actions, or not even actions, comments against them. So here's what I mean. James Gunn has been removed from the director-writer of Guardians 3 based on tweets he put out 10 years ago. You know, now he, there were jokes about pedophilia, if I correct. I haven't seen them, so I don't know. And that's not. Pedophilia and rape. And what? And rape. And rape, okay. And those aren't joking topics, but James Gunn originally came from a, and he didn't work for this organization, but he came from a National Lampoon's type of perspective where you go for that extreme. And 10, excuse me, 10 years ago, you know, that, that's where you went for that extreme. You know, we didn't live in a Me Too era. We didn't leave, live in a era where, you know, that kind of stuff isn't isn't joked about as much. Does that make sense? And yeah. so, and it's not just happening to him. There's baseball pitchers that this week, and I know you don't follow sports as much as I do, but there were baseball pitchers this week that are, had to make public apologies that, about things they tweeted when they were in high school. And they're 25 years of age now. Now, they weren't about pedophile, but like I think someone called somebody a faggot and someone else used like a racial slur. I don't remember which, I don't know which one it was. And I'm not saying that any of those things are okay, but you have to also understand something. A lot changes when you're 16 to when you're 25. You grow up, of course. you learn a lot. Like people talk, I was talking about this with my therapist the other day. And yes, people, I go to therapy. I won't hide that. You're I go to therapy. <laughs> no, not because of you. Although you might have been what pushed me over the edge. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't have a therapist. So think, figure that one out. What's that? I don't have a therapist. So figure that one out. I yeah, right. What's that? I, you it's, should have. This, a therapist. If anything, if anything, CJ, you're my therapist. Hey, I'm here for you, but I'll send you a bill. Um, so, <laughs> um, in any event, like. Well, I forget what I was saying. Fuck you. What did I say? <laughs> you weren't paying attention either. Um, <laughs> <you're>... 
<laughs> no, you were talking about um no oh, shit. I, this whiskey just hit me. Um How does someone who doesn't smoke pot fall down a pothole? Seriously. Um <laughs> like, Jesus, how did I do that? Um You, no, you were talking but, about um, go ahead. Oh, I, mean, I was talking with my therapist about like age. Yeah, you know, they say your formidable years in life are from, like, two to five. That's your formidable year. They always refer to those as the formidable age. I would argue that, yes, while those are formidable, your 16 to 25 is probably another formidable stage. Because you change a lot in those 10 years. You know, I I mean, I've changed a lot in the 10 years since 25. I'm 38, so it's more than 10 years. But, I mean, I've changed a lot in that time window. You know, so, I mean, if if you're doing life correctly, you're always evolving. You're always learning things. You're always changing. You're always getting, hopefully, better, you know. I have this theory that there is, we all have a midlife crisis every five years. Okay, that would make sense. So, <laughs> from one to five, when you, when you hit five, you're going from preschool to kindergarten, usually. Or you're going usually. to first grade. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, that's a big jump. Because... When you're, you know, five years old, you you've only had true like consciousness for only a couple of years because true. you're, you know, you're you don't no one has memories at one. You have memories at the most at the absolute youngest, two and a half to three. Yeah, so I would agree. You you know when you're all so you're the all, all you know at that point is I'm I'm figure painting, I'm playing with cars, I'm you know I'm a toddler, I'm running around the house making noises. Or, or, or you're a quiet kid or whatever. And then all of a sudden you are thrust with other kids and you have someone else who's not your mom or your dad telling you what to do and trying to give you structure. And all of a sudden you have to learn ABCs and one, two, threes. And I don't, a crisis isn't always a bad thing. I think it's just a big event. A midlife right. crisis okay. doesn't necessarily mean midlife of your entire lifespan. It means your midlife of what you're dealing with in your life at that moment. And then when you okay. hit 10... You still, you're, you're getting more. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. When I hit 10, I hit puberty. I hit puberty very young. Wow, so I was yeah. already going through that already, that type of crisis of not just what's going on. And I was developing, I mean, my voice dropped like, like hardcore when I was, I had a high like that. Is that why you look like, like you're was, 40 when you're 27? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I had fucking. Like I, I was able to grow like not a full beard, but I had like a chin beard at eleven. Okay, a goatee. Yeah, I, I, not a goatee. I mean, I had a must. I, it was a shitty mustache, but I had facial no. hair. I started developing chest hair at like eleven, twelve years old. And now I you look like you're wearing a sweater. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I kind of when I was younger, I kind of looked like Austin Powers. Yeah, okay, well, look, I, I, I'm sorry, Rico. We are. I, we're still a comedy show, and I'm trying to keep some humor in it because it's been a heavy episode. Well, I, I, it, but there are things it's, we need it's to been talk very about. Heavy. Yeah, I look like Sean Connery's fucking like, like fucked up nephew. Honestly, um, right now, Rico, all, all joking aside, and it's gonna sound like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. But you really need to go look up what Kratos looks like right now in God of War because you look like Kratos, and I mean that as much of a compliment as I can say it. Like you really I do. Like Kratos more yesterday when I had I because I had a full beard. And it was like down here. Yeah, but you still look like it's it's a good look. Anyway, go ahead. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's boy. Uh, so then when you hit 
15, you're now you're like right smack middle of being a teenager. Yeah. And everyone at 15 can tell you being 15 sucks, especially when you haven't gotten your fucking license yet. And then when you hit 20, you're thinking, Dude. I'm an adult. But 20-year-olds don't know shit about the world either. No. Well, a 20-year-old is just an advanced 16-year-old. Let's back up for a second, because 15, getting your license is not a New Jersey thing. Your permit doesn't even hit until you're 16. So you can you get, get your permit your, at 15 and a half out here. 16 and a half here, 17 for your license. And since I've gotten my license, they changed it to a Twilight license from 17 to 20. But you, so that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, now there's a whole just, lot of pressure on you. Now you have to start thinking about... Well, to start thinking about if you're going to go to college, you're trying to fucking get laid at a you know at 15 years old. Same th- thing as with 20. And then I'm 25. I, I was 25, <laughs> but when you hit 25, now you're like, if you were in my position, you're like, you have to know how to fucking yeah. You have to have had a job for a couple of years. You've had to go to college, and I didn't. I haven't. I didn't do those things. And so there's you're a lot, I, lot of pressure at 25. Yeah, I'm saying that, that. But that's what I'm saying is all the pressure he's building. And then, I mean, I haven't hit 30, but I know people that are 30 or are close to 30, and you're you're 38. So that's my point is that every five years is a next is the next thing. Forget 21, forget 18, forget 40. It's every five years. Because eventually really, you're going to hit 50. What's really interesting for me specifically is 25 is incredibly depressing, but 30 was a fucking party. So <laughs> I, I don't know, but anyway... 20, here, I read this. I read this thing. I read this article where the cells in your body that are usually healing you, and like where you could, if you fall off a fucking building, you will you could die. But like your cells will actually like are constantly healing you. Right. But those cells start to die when you hit twenty five. And everybody yeah. who has been twenty five will tell you that it's true. You start to die at twenty five. Fantastic. Yeah. So you're like. Good night, everybody. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so. So, but but that brings me back to you know, yeah. Um, should you be held accountable for things that you do at that point, ten years later, fifteen years later? Because we now live in a in a time and age where things that you tweet at fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years of age. Guess what? They're going to live out there forever. You know what I mean? The answer is no. For, for this James Gunn thing, you, the, you have to remember the, the time period for him because you brought up that he was part of a, I'm going to be edgy. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to poke the wasp nest kind of thing. On you know, purpose. Very not, much a, and not to be a jerk off, but to try to push that envelope to get noticed. That was the, the, the logic. Yeah, he was he was very much a provo- uh, provocateur. Is that was that how you pronounce it? Provocateur? I think that's a yeah, that's close enough. I think after a couple shots of Jack Daniels, I'm allowed to fuck up the word. Um, I don't think I would have got it better anyway. <laughs> um, I I just slow it down. Um, in two, in, so if, it, if this was ten years ago, he was still the filmmaker that made the film Slither. Yeah, Slither is a fucked up movie. It doesn't right. have rape. It doesn't have pedophilia, but it is a fucked up monster movie and it's full of gore and it comes of a demented mind. And I mean, look, per, because because we always talk about him, let's talk about Kevin Smith. The Kevin Smith we have now is radically different than the Kevin Smith we had 10 years ago. Yeah, can we And even now he can reflect on that. He reflects how he was kind of a he was kind of a dick. Like he was still lovable, 
and we all loved him and he was still friendly. But like if you watch those evening with Kevin Smith, he's uh, a lot different. You know, stand up yeah. specials. He's a lot different. He's he's he has less patience and he like he will kind of be a little bit more visceral. But now it's just kind of like I'm smoking weed, everybody loves me, I'm happy, I have a heart attack and I'm vegan. Can I stop for a second your your thought process and just I'm not gonna call out by name, but can I call it the dumbass that really thought that there, there was a picture of Kev walking with somebody other than Jen that I po- <laughs> the, the thing that I posted. So for for those of you who don't know, Rico and I are friend are friends because we met on a Kevin Smith fan page. It's called the World of Kevin Smith on Facebook. And that's how that's how we met. That's how we became friends. And right. um Kevin's birthday was on August 2nd, and Jen Schwalbach, his wife, um, put up a picture of the two of them walking down. Is that sunset? Because I don't know California as well as you do. Is that sunset they're on? Do you know? Did... I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't... All right, let's yeah, call it sunset. I, knows, I don't knows, know, but... She, she, knows, she knows more Southern California than I do. All right, well, let's, let's say it's sunset for the purpose of conversation, but... It doesn't really matter. They're walking down the street, and someone took a picture of them from behind, but it's not like a paparazzi shot. If I was to guess, Harley took the picture, but I'm guessing, you know, at best. No, Harley's in Harley's in, uh, Harley's in New York or something right now. Is she? All right. Well, yeah, but we don't know when the picture was taken. It was, it was, probably, it was probably his assistant or his, who the It could have been anybody. It could have been Jay. could have been anybody. The point is someone took a picture of two of them walking down. It's a really yeah. cute picture of Jay and Jen. And she posted it and said something about happy birthday Kevin to Kevin. What did I say? You said Jay and Jen. Oh, my bad. Yeah, Kevin and Jen. And, and, so, and Jen posted it on her Twitter feed on his birthday to say happy birthday to Kev. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Right, and I thought it was a cool picture, and I didn't know if it was going to make it over to our Facebook page, so I copied it and I posted it on our Facebook page, and just said that's true love right there because they really do love each other. You know that. If anyone's ever listened to those episodes of Plus One, they they truly love each other. It's really kind of which is awesome. which is rare for the Hollywood industry. Absolutely, and it's awesome, and I'm thrilled for Kev, and I'm thrilled for her. And by the way, there were some real douchebags on Twitter who gave her a bunch of shit, said, if you really love him, you change your last name to Smith. Which, go fuck yourselves, all of you. Just go fuck yourselves. That's that's male chauvinistic bullshit. Yeah, yeah, totally. So all of you just go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Kevin would be the one to say, I should change my name to Schwalock. Fuck you. Totally. Totally. And I get it. Like, especially in that profession and a lot of professions like lawyers and doctors, if you've established your name before you get married, you hold on to that maiden name because it, it, you are established under that name. So whatever. Fuck all you people who say she, she has to change it to show how much she loves them. But so I well, her, her argument, she, someone asked her about that years ago. She said, I don't I didn't change my name to Jen Smith because it sounds too much like Jane Smith. Like it okay. just sounds too. It's plain. Sounds too yeah. monotone. No. Yeah, it's plain, it's plain name. There's zero need for her to change her name. There's zero need. Right. She can if she wants to, but there's no need. Um, right. Anyway, so I've gotten close to 300 reactions to this picture at this point on Facebook. <coughs> right. Um, which is awesome. And, and shout out to our World of Kevin Smith people who have been nothing but supportive, really, about... Not that it was anything not to be supportive about, but I mean, you know, no one was really shitty about it. But one person posted, I'm not going to call him out by name because there's no need, but he posted a reply to the picture. goes, it's really sweet, but who who is it? 
And I'm like, I, I had to say to him, are you joking? Please tell me you're joking. And he was yeah, like, yeah, that was your post. Please tell me you're joking. Because anyone who's in that world, like, and then he started to argue with me that Jen's too, it was too short to be Jen and Jen's a blonde and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, really? She was a and, blonde for one fucking movie. Right. Which leads me to think that the only thing he's ever seen of Kevin's is Clark's too. But whatever. So I'm not, and I'm not calling, the reason I'm not calling him out by name is because I don't think he was being shitty. To be perfectly honest, I don't think he was being shitty. I think he was being stupid. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think he was I, being I think shitty. He, well, it, it also goes with the same thing that all of a sudden Tusk is on Netflix now. And now everyone is like talking about Tusk. Yeah, That's what I, I just noticed. It's like I still don't like it. I, <laughs> everyone is talking about Tusk. And I'm like, it, it came out like fucking four it's, years ago. It's, no, it's longer than that. It's five or six. Well, that's my point is like yeah. now everyone's talking about it. And it's like all these people that are like they're they join a page called the world of Kevin Smith. And it seems like they don't. I mean, we, you and I are uber fucking fans. We have yeah. to admit that we, yeah, we yeah, yeah. you know, we're following. Well, I, I don't even know if I'm following, but like, for example, you're following Jen Schwalbach's Twitter page. She yep. apart from being married to Kevin Smith, Kevin has said this numerous times. She's not a Kevin Smith fan. She no. really has virtually nothing to do with Kevin. <laughs> Except that she's and, in the movies occasionally, but yeah. I mean, it's we, we, we're we more fans of the people than of the actual art. And I think he, this guy in particular, was just like, I'm a fan of the movies, but I don't really know shit about his life. Right, right. You know, we would take it to stuff where we're like, we're following Ming Chen. Yeah, uh, no, I, no, I don't follow Ming because he annoys me. But <laughs> outside of that... Um, I ultimately won the, I don't want to use the word argument because there was no argument, but I ultimately won the discussion by saying, well, considering I got the picture from Jen's Twitter feed when she posted a picture to wish him a happy birthday, I think it's Jen. And he was like, okay, but fine, the, you win. <laughs> yeah, his response was kind of shitty, like, okay, you win. It's like, well, you already won because he's just automatically fucking wrong because his whole argument was like, well, she's not blonde. It's like, first off, fucker, people could dye their fucking hair. Right. And second of all, he said that like, she was too short. I'm like, and I'm like, she's not, so, she's taller than him. Yes. I, I ultimately agreed with him right off that he is taller than her because she is, but she's not substantially taller than he is. She's just taller than him. Right. And he's like two inches according to IMDB. And I'm like, you're going to call that substantially taller. <laughs> hey, take it for someone who's barely five seven. To me, that'd be substantially taller. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm and saying. I've dated two like, girls that were over six foot. <laughs> right, but he—that's kind of my point. Like he made it sound like she was like six two. You know what I mean? Well, maybe to him, two inches is a big deal. <laughs> I guess, but it, it yeah. Oh, oh, I just He's really that. proud of his two inches. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going there. Because look, look, I, I, again, I don't, and I want to make this clear in case he happens to listen to the show, which I doubt, but he, I don't think he was being shitty. I think he was just ignorant. Not even ignorant. Ignorance is the wrong word. I think he, he was ignorant to the facts. We'll put it that way. He's not ignorant person, but he was ignorant to the facts of, like you said, because we were uber fans. So we'll, yeah. we'll just leave it at that. But I had, I had, I couldn't, I, I was dumbfounded, really. 
is what it boils down to. Yeah. Is I was dumbfounded. And thank you to all those who liked my my comments back to him. Like there were a lot of, like I have three hundred likes on the picture almost at this point. Not that I really care about it, but I just happen to know that. Um and I have probably like twenty to twenty five likes on those con like on my battle with this guy about if that's really Jen. So anyway. Um but going back to our conversation <laughs> um should you know so look I know Disney's friendly family. I know people that have worked for Disney. I'm not going to call them out. I know, and and they are super. Oh Jesus, eh, this might be uh, interesting by the end of this one. Um, I'm making a white Russian. Yeah, I see that. Um, in any event, back to, to the Disney I know, thing. I know, well, no, but I know. Disney, well, right. So, and there's a petition to try to get him his job back, which I have signed. Because I do think he deserves the the right to make the movie, um, and I'm, remind me, Rico, if I don't touch on this, it leads me into something I think is happening in our world. Uh oh, actually, really good. <laughs> that's why I said uh oh. <laughs> um, that's, that's actually not bad. <laughs> there you go. Um, but Kevin, Kevin, it's Kevin Gunn, James Gunn, right? James Gunn. James Gunn. Should be should be allowed to make this movie, and you know because okay, I'm going to make a very provocative statement, but about Marvel, not about the things he said. Because we've said on previous episodes that the Guardians movie, while it's an ensemble of characters, really does qualify as like a singles movie. So like a Captain America, like an Iron Man, like those things. We've said that before on the Marvel episode. Yeah. I would argue that short of the Iron Man grouping, the Guardians movies are the best individual movies in the entire phases we've seen so far. I would I would agree. Um, for for the introduction of characters, it definitely took it a step further. Um, in part because it's not around one character, it, and I'm not saying like Thor, then Jane Foster, and right, right. or Captain America and Bucky. It's it's a whole group it's an and it feels it feels like a avengers movie without being an avengers movie it's a combination Agreed. of both it's an avengers film as well as an introduction a standalone you know iron man type movie so my you know and and oh and i have to just talk about this very quickly of, of course roseanne had to chime in on this whole thing because oh did she I didn't hear about that. yeah so basically what because because people like Batista, for, and for those who don't know, he plays Drax. And um, who else came out? Someone else came out from the cast. I, I wanna... it, was, it was uh Sean Gunn. It was James Gunn's brother. His brother, who's okay. also who... in the movie. Sean yeah, Gunn. Yeah, yeah. He he's the guy. He's one of the one of the Ravengers. The yeah. is he actually is the guy that only it, in Guardians Two spoilers. He's the only Ravenger that really stood by Yondu. By the end of the movie, he also he supplied the motion capture for Rocket Raccoon. Oh, did he? That I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's he, very cool. He was the one who he he was originally the actor for Rocket, then then uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper does the voice. Him. Yeah, um, but they both came out. Now, and I don't want to take away from Jane. Oh shit! What's his brother's name again? Sean. It's okay, I don't want to take away from Sean, but you kind of almost gun. have to. What's that? Think shotgun. Yeah. Okay. 
you almost have to disqualify him because he's standing up for his brother. And you almost have to, right. you know what I mean? So I'm not saying that his comments aren't valid, but you know, but you have someone like Batista who's disconnected a little more, still coming out and defending him. And and then you've well, got Chris this petition. Oh, did he? I didn't. I wasn't sure if he did, so I didn't want to comment on that. Okay, so I'm well, glad you here's know that. Here's 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 the funny thing is Chris Pratt uh, posted a tweet. He didn't specifically say anything about James Gunn. He wrote a Bible verse because Chris Pratt is hardcore Christian. Yes, I know that. Yeah. And he posted a Bible verse, which, if you read the verse, is about, like, you know, let bygones be bygones, you know, yes. move on, move on. I think more. I saw that. Yeah. And, and I commented. Oh, did you? And I, I commented. I said, yeah, that's all good shit, but you still you still fucked up in Avengers Infinity War. Oh, you had to go into get shitty about it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> By I the way... We'll talk about this at a later episode because I want to wait till the official copy comes out. But Deb got a bootleg copy of Infinity War, okay, and and it's choppy and it's in half of it's in a foreign language, and so you can't really fully understand it. But I think it's coming out next week. You, it is next wait. week. It's yeah, I'll have it by next week or no, it's the week after technically. Be, I think it'll but. be no, it'll be uh, next Tuesday. No, well, okay, you mean next Tuesday because this coming Tuesday is the death of Superman. So yeah, the following it'll be the following Tuesday. Yeah, so we'll have it. We'll watch it. But but she did watch enough of it to at least that we could finally at least have a conversation about him. By the way, I'm a little angry with her because she's like, she looked at me and the first thing she said was like that Spider Man thing wasn't that heartbreaking. And I'm like, fuck you. You have no idea what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> but the second thing she said to me was, what the fuck is up with fucking Star Lord screwing up the whole goddamn plan? So that was the second thing she said to me. So I thought that I, I thought of you immediately because I remembered you being like, "What the fuck?" Oh, anyway. So well, at the same time, if he hadn't, if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have had a really fucking amazing movie. The movie would have just ended right there. Yeah, no, so, I get it. But anyway, so yeah. Roseanne, you know, I forget what she said. I'm not gonna go read. I'm not gonna go find it because honestly, I don't care enough to know the exact words. But it was something to the effect of like. It was her way of taking a shot at the people from from the Roseanne show that's now going to be the Connors this coming fall because they are they did greenlight that it's definitely coming on Tuesday. What? Yeah, which I called. You did call. Yep. Um, and I'm excited to see it personally. But anyway, um, she said some. She took the opportunity. She took that as an opportunity to take a shot at them for not defending her, like like Batista defended uh, James Gunn. She clearly has her ambient prescription filled. So yeah, right. Um, anyway. Dude, <laughs> side so, note: I saw a clip on somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where it was from. I think it was on like it looked like it was the show uh, between two ferns. Hmm. But it, it was something where it was Roseanne being interviewed. I think it was on like cracked or something, and okay. they're asking her about the Twitter bullshit, and she goes fucking nuts. She's like, "I thought the bitch was white." Oh, like, I, I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. She's just making up whatever bullshit she can at this point. So, uh, whatever. Anyway. Well, she's wanna... claiming she's getting a ton of offers from other yes, shows. Yes, you can claim a lot of stuff. Look at what Donald Trump does every day. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> um, I want to get back to the point we were making. It's like, this should not be held against him, right? I th- Like we were saying... Um, we all say stupid shit, especially when we're younger. And he, you know, he's he's in his late forties, you know. So I, I would, you know, when people say you should act like an adult, 
I'm like, well, what? How old? Is, how old is an adult? Because 18 is an adult, and I would never act like an 18 year old as as a 27. You know, it's, you know, I know people that are 80 that do really stupid shit. And the irony is, is that when someone is old enough to know better and they still fuck up, that's what it's worse because they're old enough where sh- they should know better and they still fuck up. You know, when, when, when a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old or a 25-year-old says something stupid, you're like, well, he's young and stupid. So when right. they get old enough, they're, just not, they're not young, they're just stupid. And I think, he made a, I think he made some comments and I think, I think it's hypocritical. I think it's hypocritical of Disney to, I mean, look, I know, I know what Disney's agenda was, which was they're scared. They're in the middle of the Me Too movement. They're trying to be as, as appealing as possible. They're trying to be as defensive to people that they feel are, are not going to be publicly sweet. You know, they're trying to, they're trying to end any controversy as much as possible. The irony is they created more controversy by firing him in the first place. They right. didn't. They didn't say all these te- all these tweets, which are over a decade ago, were him being young and stupid. Let him make his apology. Let him eat his fucking worms. You know, let him let him say I fucked up. I was young and stupid. But you also have to remember the person who brought the tweets to the surface is very anti Marvel, very anti Disney. And also very anti James Gunn and pro Trump. It was it was a they're, Trump they're, supporter. It was yes, it was it was a those guys that just like I'm going to stir up trouble because fuck the establishment. Right. Where it's like, you know, anybody could find any tweet that anybody's ever said and try and ruin their career. But it's like, okay, I had a bad judgment call. Does that mean I deserve to have my career ruined? And I I you know, I hate to be that person of being like always bringing him up. But Robert Downey Jr. was a drug addict. Yeah. And now everyone, Disney is not, Disney's 100% behind Downey because he's making them money. And he's making the whole thing popular. But to that point, James Gunn made them a shit ton of money too. So like, I... Well, yeah. But they're also, I, I think they, I think where James Gunn made a bad judgment call 10 years ago, Disney made a bad judgment call right now. Right. And, and I've also heard rumors that they're not going to rehire him. Right now, I've they're, heard that too. Which and actually honestly, me... Go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. Well, I know now the cast of the Garden of the Galaxy would want to leave because they're all in support of James. They all think this is bullshit. And you have to take the fact that the entire Garden of the Galaxy cast, crew, director, all that shit, they're now a family because they were in their own separate sure. Marvel thing. Sure. They work together, but see, here's all right. So here, here's the thing that could happen. Is you know, I hadn't heard that that they want to leave, and here's the problem, right? Here's Disney's response to that. I, no, I'm not saying this is what they've said, but this is what they could say, right? Y'all right. died in the Infinity War anyway. Peace. I mean, like the only the only Guardian left, the only Guardian is left is Rocket, and he's a CGI character. Okay, you know, like yeah, it, they. It's easy to wipe that franchise off. You could say Volume Three is just dead, and and move on. I mean, you could. Now, let's. I don't. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But you could, and you could do it very easily without much mess. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now that actually leads me to the point that I asked you to remind me of of not bringing in case I didn't bring it up. 
because I want to I, I want to talk about this and I want to go into a happier topic that's not related and kind of end this on a somewhat happier note because um, it's right. been a heavy episode. But our 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 guy Kev Kevin Smith has been hinting that he is writing or involved with. He hasn't even said writing. He said involved with a major major IP that's not his own that will take up the better part of next year for him and that we'll all get to see without without doubt. Do you think there's it's, it's, any chance he's got his hands in that Marvel pot? No. Because he he because someone because I think he released it on Facebook. Someone commented and said, "Can you at least tell us let us know if it's Marvel or Star Wars or DC or something. And he said, it's not Marvel. And he actually, he volunteered. <clears throat> he said, it's not Marvel. It's not Star okay. Wars. It's not DC. It's uh, it, Honestly, if we're really being honest, it's probably the resurgence of that Buckaroo Banzai thing that he was trying to do a year ago. Do you think it's really that? Do you think, I mean, I, the way he's, I, the way he's teasing I, it, it sounds so much bigger than that. Well, him doing Buckaroo Banzai is big for him. Yeah, no, I get that. I I get that. It's not part of his field. It's it's he has to adapt someone else's mythology. Yeah, you know. The other thing it could be is he had written a Fletch thing. If you recall, Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, Fletch. uh, Fletch one. That no one cares about Fletch. It's it's that's that's a dead franchise. I'm not saying it's Um, not. I'm just what it could have been. What I what it possibly could be. Is that he is um, because it's not D, it's not DC, it's not Marvel, and it's not, Star Wars was the one that everyone was really like, what if he's writing some episodes for John Favreau's uh, Star Wars show? Yeah, yeah, because he and yeah, Favreau even, go way back, and and, and he and could, he's with he JJ. could be saying no to Star Wars because he doesn't want to get sued. Um, it, it out of those three big ones, Marvel, DC. Or Star Wars, it is the most likely he would be doing that. What the Star I Wars thing? It, it very well. What the Star Wars thing that you were just talking about? The, the Star, Star, the Star okay. Wars thing. Um, that's that's what I think it's most likely. Um, well, can I ask you something? I I, I theorize. Yeah, no. I theorized that he was. Um, I had hoped it was going to probably be something to do with Babylon. Like maybe Babylon finally had us a channel. Right, and that would be awesome, and I would love that. But the way he was, and you had mentioned that to me offline, and I, I think it's not that simply for the fact that he said it's someone else's IP. And Babylon, even though it's mainly Ralph, is still his IP. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's that. Right. So let me ask you this. Because you said he said it's not any of the ones that we we just talked about. And, and either he also that, could be full of shit. Well, that's what I was just going to say. That could be the truth or it could be full shit. But let's just say it's the truth because Kev's pretty good about being honest about stuff. You know what I mean? Unless he's flat out being told by the people above him that you have to lie. You know what I mean? Right. Of any of the Marvel franchises, any of them, which one do you think he would be the best to write, not direct? Because I don't think he should direct any of them. And I love Kevin as a director, but I don't think he should direct any of them. But which would he be best to write? Um, I think Guardians would be the would See, be almost right. too obvious of a choice. You think so? Because I, I honest, actually think it's the best I one. I think I, I I think it's I think it's too obvious. I think because they wouldn't 
they wouldn't immediately go to Kevin. Honestly, Marvel would would not go from firing James Gunn. They're honestly, they would go to Taika Waititi. Which is a name I heard thrown around on movie fights about who should take this over. And I, I disagree. I think they should, going back to uh, Baby Driver, I think they should rekindle their friendship with Edgar Wright. And bring, if, if they were going to redo Guardians, it should be Edgar Wright because it's music, it's off kilt um, yeah. directing. Yeah. You know, the, Edgar, I mean, Baby Driver is a fine movie, but. I, I prefer Edgar Wright from Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and, and shit like that. Well, let me ask you something really more... quick. Because yeah. you said to me back when we did the Marvel episode that you didn't like Thor Ragnarok because it was too much like Guardians. And you had that problem with it for Thor. You don't have a problem with the Guardians movies. You just didn't like that for Thor. There was a bad vibe for Thor. So that said, right. it would make sense for Taika Watiti, if I'm saying that right, because I know I'm not, to right. to do that because he, in your eyes, already wrote Guardians three without any of the Guardians in it. Exactly, uh, but I mean, what what I clarified was I didn't like when I saw Thor Ragnarok, I enjoyed the fuck out of it because right. it's a first it's a first time viewing and you're not you're kind of just like oh spectacle and blah 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 and yeah, weird yeah, yeah. and funny jokes but then i thought about it i'm just like it just it didn't seem part of the trilogy it didn't sure. it was it was such a huge jump from the character of thor that we've so, had because there's a giant leap from him in age of ultron to him in thor ragnarok so let's be clear for just a half a second here you're and and maybe I've been a little unfair with as your friend to not point this out previously. You're not saying Thor's a bad movie. You're just saying it's not a good Thor movie, right? Is that basically what it boils down to? You're not saying it's a bad movie. No, I think it was a I think it was a fine movie. I think it was very it was very entertaining, and it's by far the funniest of the Marvel films. But for the character itself, right? That's especially what I'm when your main villain is the goddess of death. Right. There should be not be that many jokes. So you're saying that it if you take fun. Thor out of that, take the whole Thor mythos out, and throw the Guardians in, it fits fine. Is basically what you're. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, Taika Waititi could take over for Guardians three because, like you said, like you you pretty much hit it on on the hit it on the nail, hit the nail on the forehead. So hit the, nail, hit on the, the nail on the head. I'm I'm drunk. Um, Are you really? I I'm drunk enough where I was like I would actually. Like if I'm, I was gonna like I'm gonna go get food after I'm done. I'm like, no, I'm gonna order takeout. <laughs> That's or order delivery. Don't even bother to take out. Just delivery. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have delivery. Um, <laughs> because I haven't eaten anything and I just basically killed like whatever I had left of that bottle and I chugged it pretty much. That that conversation was pretty heavy. Sorry. Um, normally that shit doesn't affect me, but it it was like, ooh, shit. That was a lot of that was a lot of heaviness. Well, I <laughs> plus, I will I, speak for our fans. I will speak for our fans and say thank you for sharing, honestly. But, um, yeah, so, but getting back to a lighter, happier topic. So, like, Guardians, I mean, it may be the obvious choice, but it still might be the best choice. Do you know what I mean? For Taika Waititi? No, for Kev to write, because that was my original question, was what should he write? I still think Guardians is the best one for him to write. I think he could, I think if, I think he could take over for Ant-Man. Person. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. No, well, I haven't he, seen he Ant Man in the Wasp yet. Also, hardcore takeover for Spider Man. 
That's yeah. the other thing is yeah. he could be Mar- he could be lying about Marvel. It's possible he's on the second he Spider-Man. Be, he, he could be doing a spin-off Spider-Man movie, not a Spider-Man movie, but uh, he could be doing one about a villain, or he could make a movie about a separate character that's not Batman. Because he talked about doing, he talked about how they should make a standalone Mister Freeze movie. Yeah, he's always loved that character, especially after. I mean, Batman that character is really good. Yeah, I'm curious. That I character did not deserve enough. It didn't deserve the Arnold Schwarzenegger treatment. It didn't, and 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 being perfectly I honest, and but being perfectly honest, I don't like Arnold takes a lot of shit for that because he's the guy who was in the suit. He played the role, but I blame Joel Schumacher and the writers before I blame Arnold for that. You know what I mean? So, um, the original, the original, uh, possibility for that movie was Patrick Stewart. And I can't <sighs> imagine how it would, it would be so fucking awesome because Patrick Stewart looks like the animated uh, they, series. Well, no. Well, yes, yes, he does. So to, to your point, yes. But if they put him in that role in the Schumacher movie as it was constituted, that would be a disrespect to Patrick Stewart as yeah. an actor. If they did a completely different movie with him as I Mr. Freeze, it would have been amazing. So I, I agree and disagree simultaneously, if that makes any sense. So... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I it'll be curious to see what Kev's doing. And it'll be curious to see who they replace James Gunn with. I I do, at this point, if I have to pick, I and they're not going to bring James Gunn back, and I don't think they're going to, which is a shame, but if, if they're not going to do it, I I want Taika Waititi to take it. I want him to take that movie. I want him to make that movie because they're already not making a fourth a fourth Thor. They are making a, um, I forget what they're called, a Team Thor, I think, where it's a bunch of, like, people with Thor powers, but it's not Thor. It's like a, it's like, um, it's almost like that Green Lantern movie we talked about on the DC episode where it's like the, the, the Lantern core, but it's going to be like, so I, I don't know much Wait, about making, it, but really, I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know much. I, I don't know much about it, but they're making this like team Thor movie and he's supposed to be helming that Taika Waititi. So I don't know when it's due out. I think it's part of the next phase in the Marvel phases. Yeah, you'll have to look that What's up. What's it going to be called? Is it going to be called The Revengers? I know. I think it's called Team Thor. Like, I'm not even kidding. That's a terrible title. Yeah, well, it might be a working title. Like, you know, when they do that until they come up with a real title. But that's what I keep hearing thrown around. So Team Thor. Jesus um, But so as we've been speaking about Kevin Smith through this whole thing, I want to talk about something that just took place in Jersey last week. And that's Volgerthon. Mm-hmm. And Volgerthon was a thing that Kevin did to celebrate his birthday. And they had done one, I think, 15 years ago or something like that. But in this one, they showed five of his movies, which I believe to be um, Clerks through Jay and Silent Bob, is what I believe yeah, they the, showed. Yeah, the, the original series. The original trilogy, if you will. Which, yes, I know it's not a trilogy, but that's we've talked about that before. The, that's why I said original series. Yeah, the original the original view is skew. Um, and yeah. then they had a couple live podcasts that he did. And I'm guessing off the top of my head, Smodcast, Jane Bob, and potentially Fat Man on Batman. 
because mm-hmm. I don't. I'm, I know for a fact they didn't do Babylon. They did that last night in Hollywood um, because they were advertising for it on Twitter, and I didn't get to go because I don't have the money. But <laughs> and it wasn't super expensive. It was sixty nine dollars a ticket on purpose. <laughs> sixty nine, and they only let three hundred and thirty seven people in. They only sold three hundred and thirty seven tickets on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I saw a lot of people bragging about their Kevin Smith collections, about you know how much how many movies they have and the t shirts and all this different swag and all this stuff. And it got me thinking about a much bigger topic. And that is, does your fandom define by what you own? So, for example, I am a huge Metallica fan. You know this. We've talked about it before. I've seen them seven times in concert, and I know people that have seen them literally four times as many times as I've seen them, like in the dozens. And they have, like, hundreds of T-shirts and all that stuff and posters galore. I don't have all these things. Why? Primarily because I don't have the money for them. Mm-hmm. But does that define me as any less of a fan? And there are people that would say yes. And I want to know why what you own defines your level of fandom. Um, let me put it this way. I'm a Kevin Smith fan, and I have a copy of I have a signed copy of Yoga Hosen. Right. Does I don't I'm not I don't like the movie Yoga Hosen. It's what I happen to have for him to sign. Does it make it any less special? No, it makes it more special because it makes a movie that I was just really kind of critical and dismissive of. And I'm like, yeah, the movie sucks, but look, he signed it. I you think. Glad I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I I think um I think a fan is a fan, and I think we we obsess too much about. Oh, you're a fan. Well, I've got all of Metallica al- Metallica's albums. Oh. You like Kevin Smith? Well, I've got a signed copy of it, Hosers. I think it's fandom is one of the most uplifting and toxic things that has ever come across my fucking brainwaves, which is Star Wars is a perfect example. Star Wars, you know, before it was just, I like Luke Skywalker. I like Han Solo. Darth Vader's awesome. Yay, Bubba Fett. Now it's, oh, you don't like The Last Jedi? Fuck you. You're, a, you're not a fan. Oh, you don't like rebels? Eat shit and die. It's like you can right. you can have a lightsaber and call yourself a fan. You don't have to fucking love everything the person does. Well, see, I think but, it, and here's my point, because I, I, I'm going to tie into your Star Wars thing. Because, okay, so you're critical of the movies, and that's one thing. And and I hear arguments about you're not a fan if you don't like the movies. And, and those I can at least somewhat justify. I'm not saying I agree with, but I can at least somewhat justify. But it's the people who say... Who, it okay? Put it this way, I I I'm sure you're not as looking forward to episode nine because of your dislike for Last Jedi. Correct? Is that a fair? Is that fair? Or is that not fair? Please be honest. Um, let me put it this way. I uh, when I was looking forward to Last Jedi, even when I saw trailers of it, I was like, that's when I had that hope and that love and that excitement. Okay, so stop right there because that's that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. Is but would you have gone and camped out outside a movie theater for seven days dressed like a Jedi or something to see the movie? And see, that's my point. Right there is an example of what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. There are people out there, not me, 
and certainly not you necessarily, that would say that because you wouldn't do that, you're not a fan. The old, but that's that's just because I know eventually I'm going to see it. I don't have. I mean, I've been very lucky where I've seen, especially for Force Awakens and Rogue One and Last Jedi. I saw them, and uh, actually Revenge of the Sith, going back, fucking Jesus, almost 15 years ago. Um, I saw them opening night. I saw them opening day. I was lucky with that, but that's because I was lucky. Right. If I had to wait a couple weeks. I could live with that. Granted, I also saw Avengers Infinity War. I don't day think after. I, saw I think. It. I think the day after. Yeah, no, it was, it was a. After. It was it was uh, on a weekday. It was like a Monday or Tuesday. Or oh, so the week like after the weekend. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and because I was very much like anyone who fucking ruins Infinity War for me, I will fucking kill you. Yeah, I remember that. Was, that, <laughs> that was my Star Wars thing, right? Because someone could ruin Episode Nine for me, and I'd be pissed. But I wouldn't be as pissed because Avengers is is ten is twenty films over the course of ten years that we've invested in. Whereas this new trilogy of Star Wars is like, you know, if, if Kylo Ren dies, I'd be like, wow, it's fucked up. Why'd you ruin that for me? I'd be like, all right, yeah, whatever, you know. Right, but he's, he's the villain. He might die. I, my point is, it's not so much about people spoiling the movie. Although I understand what you're saying, it's more about that you're just that dedicated of a fan that you're going to stand out on the sidewalk for three days or whatever it is, you know, like it's, it's that, it's that level. Like, look, okay. So $69 is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. Yes. But I would have had to take two days off from work. You know what yeah. I mean? I would have had to go up to Red Bank. Now I live close enough to Red Bank that I could have driven up, watched all of it, all of it and driven home in the same day. It could have been done. I live that close. However, there's all these things that, you know, would play and it was a Thursday, so it wasn't like it was a Saturday, which I understand why it was a Thursday. Kevin wanted to do it on his birthday, and I respect that. So I'm not giving Kevin Smith any shit for doing it on a Thursday. Is it shitty that it was on a Thursday? Sure, but I'm not blaming him for that. That's just the way his birthday fell. If his birthday fell on a Saturday, guess what? It would have been on Saturday. That's just the way it boils down. But, like, Metallica's coming to town in October. I can't go because tickets are over $100. And it kills me that I can't go. And I know people who would tell me that I'm not the fan that I say and because I didn't mortgage everything I have to get the tickets to go to that. You know, that's like a groupie telling a fan, oh, you're not a true fan because I fucked the artist. Well, I don't know if it's that extreme, but I get where you're going. <laughs> I mean, that whole thing, like, look, because you guys made me fucking, like, I watched Almost Famous because you guys fully <laughs> recommended it. And there's that whole part, no, bear with me, where Kate Hudson's character is just like, yeah, they're they're just, like, we're not groupies. We love the artists. We're bandits. We are here. Yeah. We are, yeah, you know, we are, we supply inspiration. We are muses. We are blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, the only time I ever waited in line for something apart from like waiting in line opening day getting lucky to calling all partners losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan in fact people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein they're big and filling and taste delicious plus try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories don't wait you could win big cash during Nutrisystem's better together partner plan 100k giveaway and maybe win the grand prize of $25,000 
$50. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. See it, you know, opening day. Was a Harry Potter book. There was a bookstore around the corner from my house. I went and got, I think, the sixth and the seventh one at midnight. I pre-ordered it, went down at 11 o'clock, waited in line, got my copy. That was that's different. Not to cut you off, because I've I've done that with video games where you pre-order it and they'd start the line like half hour to an hour before the midnight release and you just wait for your turn. That's I'm talking about people that camp the fuck out for days on days. Yeah, or I've people they'd that. have right. like, like all right. I'm gonna give an example of somebody we both we don't know the person personally, but we were familiar with him enough to talk about him. Is Ralph Garman and his in, in his love for Batman '66. Now he's never been the kind of person. Well, he has, but I think it's more of a stage persona to say that you're a shitty person for not having all the same things he has. But I honestly genuinely don't think he feels that way. I think he just says that kind of stuff for Babylon because it's it's shtick. He's he's provocative. Right. But at the end of the... But, like, I'm a fan of Batman 66, but I don't have the collection that he has. Does that make him any more a fan than me? Or vice versa? No. I'm, my, my, and that's my, the point I'm trying I mean, to get at. I think it's... I think, like I said, I think fandom is now has now reached a new toxicity, where it's 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 like, but it can also flip the other side. You know, when you look, you know, if you look at someone who's waiting in line for Star Wars for a week and camping out and blah 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 and pissing in bushes and eating at the IHOP across the street, you can kind of look or IHOP depending on how you fucking <laughs> you can you can almost make fun of them like. What a waste of life. Waiting in line to just see a movie. To, you know, you can, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't care. That's my whole thing is let you like what you want to fucking like. Okay, you, but I, I'll my, my whole thing is I don't care enough to waste a week of my life because I, 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 I get sick very easily. Right. So my time is kind of precious to me. If I have enough. If if I'm feeling good, I don't necessarily go out and conquer the world. But to me, it's a it's a win where I can go to work without grabbing my head and throwing up. But I also am not going to fucking waste a day by waiting in line for a week. Well, okay. Or, well, let's let's throw it into a different context. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not arguing against any of it. And I totally respect where you're coming from. We're both wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirts tonight, just by coincidence, right? So let's yes. talk about that. Let's end on, and I know they've made movies and whatnot, but let's forget about that. There were people, and this happened to me as a kid a lot with different things. If you didn't have every Ninja Turtle and all the accessories and all the villains, you weren't a fan. Do you know what I mean? So this has nothing to do with waiting in line. You talking about the action figures? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you didn't have the all four turtles and you didn't have a, a Technodrone and you didn't have a Shredder and you didn't have like Three Foot Clan and whatever, you, were, you weren't a fan. And that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. So maybe the waiting in line was a bad example. But I'm talking about that kind of thing where they say because you don't have everything that there you is. Yeah. If you spent the most money, you're a bigger fan is what is the argument you're 
is the right. argument that they're trying to make, which right. is, you know, I didn't have every for for going to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My mother gave me the shirt. Okay. So are you I a fan never, or, or no? I I I was a Turtles kid, like everyone else was a okay. Turtles kid. I was also I I also loved fucking. Well, I don't want to finish that sentence because it sounds really bad. I also <laughs> loved Barney. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. just because you I'm love something that, doesn't. But... Mis- I, I was three, <laughs> so I couldn't resist. Go ahead. I mean, I I love the Muppets, but do you see me with a fucking Kermit the Frog puppet right next to me, or a Muppet right next to me? No, no but do you? But I do mean, you still love the Muppets? That's kind of good. Where I'm guess I'm at. I'm talking about yeah, life. I have lifelong... a soft spot for the Muppets. Okay, but that's different. But I'm talking about lifelong fanship. Like for example. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a Kevin Smith fan probably for the rest of my life. He could stop doing everything tomorrow. No podcasts, no movies, just disappear from, from celebrity, you know, whatever. Or hell, even I mean, even if God forbid he had passed away when he had the heart attack a couple months ago, you know, yeah. we'd still, I'd still be a fan. I'm an adventure to say so. Would you? You know what I mean? And we'd be fans for the rest of our lives. Yeah, you it know? would make a, it would make the the show a little, a little. A damper, but yeah, no, because I think it would be a good memorial slash homage to his memory. But that's you know that's another conversation. But I'm saying is like if if I'm talking about stuff we're gonna be fa- I'm gonna be a Metallica fan for the rest of my life. They could stop making music tomorrow, and I would still be a fan. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, but, I'll be a fan for the rest of my people. life. What I but. I think if something ends, like Harry Potter, the book series has ended. Right. And yet there are still Harry Potter fans arguing with each other. I mean, there's this whole new theory about how, like, Harry Potter was immortal because he was the last Warcraft. And now everyone's, like, talking about it. And I'm like, the fucking book came out 10 years ago at this yeah. point. Well, I think it's the like, Fantastic Beast thing is probably what re-sparked some of that. But I'll I'll take it to another sure. level. Let and we'll take it to something I know you're not as as in on. But like, I'm an Eagles fan, not the band, the sports team. You know, like I'm a I Philadelphia hate Eagles fan. Eagles, I, man. Yeah, and I am a but I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Like I I watched Brian Dawkins Hall of Fame induction ceremony last night. I spent the four hours watching the entire ceremony so that I could see his his induction and. You know, like, but I don't have like ten different jerseys and a whole bunch of Eagles stuff all over the house. Like, I have stuff, but I'm not like riddled with Eagles memorabilia. But I, I don't know many people that are bigger fans than me, and there's a ton of them in this area. You know, let me let me put it this way: we talked off camera about that mystery guest, and he, like I said, I told you he has he has um, helmets. Yes, of Star Wars characters on his wall, like a fan. By this level of fandom, and like, oh, you're not a real fan, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. I could see someone saying, oh, you like the Star Wars helmets, but you're not a real fan because they weren't used in the fucking movies. Those aren't actual onset props. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I like Star Wars. Can I? Can I just like Star Wars? Can I just like Star? Can I just like Marvel? Can I just like Ninja Turtles? Do I have to fucking suck? You know, fucking. Kevin Feige's dick for in order to be a true fan. No, you could well, just that, be a fucking fan. And that's another good example. Like I stopped collecting comic books a long time ago. 
long time ago. I haven't collected a comic yes. book in, in, in decades. I haven't bought a comic book right. in decades. Which, by the way, I broke out my comic book collection the other day for to look for something specific for a friend of mine. I think I've got some, like when I told, remember we talked about my collection a little bit yeah. previously. I found a white bag Superman that I didn't realize I had. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Do you know what that oh. is, right? I think I do. You have to uh, watch right. you. You have so to the, remind me. Death of Superman was a big deal when it came out. We talked about this when we talked about my mm -hmm. collection before. But when it was sold, yeah. it was sold in a black bag with the Superman logo bleeding. It was clearly a Superman logo. You could see it, but it was bleeding. I have a white one. There was only a handful of the white ones. <laughs> now, it's not, it's not like Spider-Man number one. It's not going to put me on easy street for the rest of my life, but that thing is worth like 200 bucks. It wouldn't pay your rent, but you would eat for a month. It would well, pay half my rent. <laughs> so really almost half. Yeah. Wow. I need to move to Jersey. No, I just happen to have a really good apartment <laughs> in terms of price. Right. Um, in any event, Jesus. so I, I've got some books in there. I need, I, you, can I share what you, told me the other day you were considering doing what you were looking into when we talked on Friday? You gotta be more specific. I talk a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's true. About Trenton Trenton and versus Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Rico and I, we talk occasionally, not on air. And <laughs> friends outside the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, think they, I think they figure that out. <laughs> and we were talking the other day, and you told me that you just for shits and giggles were looking at flights to Jersey because yeah, people may not believe this, but we've actually never met. We've never actually been in the same space together. The closest we've come is the video that we use to do the do the show. And you were That's not the closest I've come, but okay. I, ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I I don't even I don't even know where to go from there. Um, in any event, you were looking up flights to the area because you've expressed to me on that pilot that we have yet to release that you would like to come out here and see Jane Saint Bob's secret stash and the quick stop and some of these areas that Kevin's referenced and talked about over the years yeah, in his movies. Sinatra, Lou Costello, all my, a lot of my heroes have come from New Jersey. So. Yeah, so you wanted to come and kind of do the Jersey tour, which is still weird to me, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and so you were talking about coming out here, and so if you do, man, we're, when we go up to the stash, I'm taking this box with me because there's, yeah. there's money in there. I, I mean, I'm not going to be set on easy street with what I have, but I... I could come out of there with that one book may not pay my rent, but by the end of it, I might have rent. <laughs> well, I, th I think for you personally, the experience of haggling with Walt is more valuable than you actually getting any monetary gain. You know what? I don't even want to. I, I, yes, you're right. But at the same time, I don't even want to haggle. You, like, I don't. The point is not to haggle with Walt. It's just to go up there and see it and let them evaluate my stash. Because honestly, like, yes, Walt is a businessman and he's notoriously stingy, but he's also fair. I've also, everything I've heard about him, and I don't mean on Comic Book Men as much. We both love that show, but I've heard I've heard Walt talk about it on Tell Him Steve Dave. I've heard Kevin talk about it, and I've heard other people, meaning Brian Johnson and Mike Zabzik and those guys talk about it. He's fair. You know what I mean? And I think he yeah. would give me fair price for the books. I've also seen evidence of that where 
he doesn't like when people offer him an offer that is ridiculous. Yeah. Because his whole thing is like, oh, you think because you've you've liked it and it means something to you personally, right? It means it has a value. And he's just like, I look at this from a business point of view. But I've also seen him be like, someone someone give him an offer. He's like, how about this and a t shirt? He's like, fuck yeah, that's a great deal. Right. And and you know what? In some instances, I'd be okay with that. And quite honestly, I have er- almost every issue of one of his favorite books. Now, they're not worth shit, so he probably won't offer me anything for them. But I think it'll make him right. excited to see them because I have them. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, it, 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 but for me... You just and that's want the experience. Right. And, and that actually goes back to our conversation we were just having about fandom, right? So, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan as... We've beat to the ground this episode and every other episode that we've ever done. And I've never been to yeah. the Quick Stop. I've never been to the Secret Stash. Does that mean you're not less- a real fan, CJ? Well, well yeah, I, and I know you're making a joke, but that's really kind of my yeah. point. Does that make me less of a fan just because I've never taken no. the 45 minute drive north to go to the Secret no. Stash? No, because, because you have but your own life. There are people out family. there that would say that. And that's what pisses me off. Well, you know what I say because I've I've been on the re- I've been on that spectrum as well, where it's like, you know, hey, I like Star Wars, but I didn't like Last Jedi. Like, well, you're not a real fan if you don't like right. Last Jedi. I'm like, no, because I'm a fan, I can say I don't like Last Jedi. That's uh, yeah. the whole point. I would argue that you're more of a fan because you can look at it and be critical of it. Mark Hamill is a fan of Star Wars, and he was critical of Last Jedi. Which, by the way, not to change gears completely, which we tend to do, but did you've heard what they're doing with Episode Nine in terms of Leia and him, yeah? I heard they're using a bunch of unused footage of Carrie Fisher, which was, well, I'm, I'm, I'm preferable to that as opposed to her being recast. Because right. there was talks about Meryl Streep taking over Leia, no, I, well, I've and never like, heard that. But terrible fucking decision. Right, no, there was a you, big deal, and Mark was just like, "Dude, Carrie is unre- is irreplaceable." It is, but I and I also heard I'm that not, Mark is coming back. Yes, uh, I, I'm not. And, I, I'm not doubting what you heard, but I have to ask very quickly: Do you know the source of that potential recasting information? Um, it was. It was people, it was, I don't remember, it was Latino something. Okay, the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because JJ has said on multiple times in multiple locations that there's no way in hell they would recast Princess Leia. Or, well, or for this, that matter, CGI her into the movie. They're going to use old footage, I, which is different. That's using right. the actress in her element and not CGIing right. her into it. I think it was, I think it's called the Latino reporter or something like that. I, I, okay. They're usually whenever they've released rumors or information, 90% of the time, they're usually right. 90, 90% of the time they have predicted it correctly or they have some fucking inside information and they just know what they're talking about. So that being said, it, I, I use their, their background as to, you know to use their word as merit. So okay. when, and then JJ was like, no, no, no. Well, it could have been that's what they were originally going to do, and then they got a whole lot of backlash. They're like, okay, no, we can't do that. What footage do we have to carry? Let's I, fix this. I mean, is that possible? Yes, and I can't say that it's not possible. But 
I truly believe JJ has enough reverence for that franchise to not let that happen. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I don't well, think it was, it was originally not going to be JJ. But and he JJ's still already involved. got a, his back against the wall for taking over last Jedi. Right, but even on on Last Jedi, when Ryan Johnson directed it, I think J.J. is a producer. I'm pretty certain J.J. is listed as a producer on that movie. Now he is, but he also he had he had his own treatment and his own script that, or not script, but he had his own outline that he gave to Ryan Johnson, and Johnson Johnson threw it out the fucking room. Right, well, and that's and that's what that is, and and that's unfortunate. But my point is that. JJ's got his hands enough in it that I think he would have not let that happen, even if he wasn't directing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't think he. Yeah, he's got he's got enough clout. Yeah. He's got right exactly. So, um, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm glad they're not doing that. I think it'll be good. And then I also, if I was to guess, Luke's gonna be a Force ghost, which I'm, I'm fine with. I have two theories. He's a Force ghost, or. The character, the Luke Skywalker we saw in Last Jedi was was a clone. Interesting. That could be interesting. I that'd be a nice twist on it. But I and and that'd be interesting, and it would definitely be different. But I I, I think at the risk of sounding cocky, I think the Force Ghost is the most likely. Of, the the of Force the Ghost two. is the most likely. I've also heard rumors that uh, we may get you and McGregor. That'd be awesome. I would like that. Uh, Is a force ghost? That'd be cool. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see a force ghost of a force ghost uh, world. I want to see Yoda and Obi and fucking Luke all being like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" And then have Anakin be like, "Dude, what's going on with my fucking grandson? What's this shit I'm watching?" Kevin, Kevin said something, and I, I think it was on Babylon that he wants to see. And if it happens, he said he would cry. And I, and you know how much he cries. But I got to tell you, I'd be right behind him. And he said he wants the last shot of episode nine to be Force Ghost of Leia, Luke, and Han. Like somehow Luke goes and pulls Han in. Like he had, he has that ability to make him a Force Ghost. And you see them on screen looking over the victory or whatever's going to happen and then fade out and then credits. And I'm telling you, dude, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it because that would be the way to end episode that nine. That would be badass, but I don't think Han is going to be a part of it because one, Harrison Ford is done with Star Wars. I, he yes, will not but do it. I. Th- I think he's done being Han in the traditional sense of running around, shooting guns, flying the Millennium Falcon, whatever. I think if you asked him to take 10 seconds to stand on screen smiling next to to Luke Hamill and a digitally put in Leia from existing footage, that'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be a way to go. What I think is most likely is, in this theory, Kylo Ren... Has, turn, has his has his Return of the Jedi Vader moment. Yeah, yeah. Where he turns back to the light, then he dies, and then he can overlook. But you could also take that he turns to the light, and he sees his grandfather. Yeah. Well, and the the idea that Kevin brought up was that just simply because in this new trilogy, if you will, we never got all three of them on screen at the same time. And it would be nice to have the three of them together, just for a, a fraction of a minute. You know? But his also his. I mean, my argument is they made three fucking movies. You want to see the three of them together? Watch the first three movies. Well, yeah, no, but 
he was saying just to tie a put a bow on the whole thing. Like I, I get your point, and I think Kevin would agree with you. But I'm saying, you know, it'd be nice to finish it off that way. So I'll tell but, you what I'll tell you what I do want with the Force Ghost shit. Yeah, I ha- I had a theory, especially when I was really theorizing the Force Awakens and Last Jedi. When I when I really gave a shit. Now I'm just like I'm going to see Episode Nine, but, but I'm yeah. done theorizing. I am yeah, done yeah, yeah. trying to fucking make sense of this fucking dumpster fire. Um. What I really hope they do is they go a little bit into the force, the force shit, where it shows a duality, where because I had this theory years back, where Kylo Ren speaks to Vader's melted helmet, right, which could imply. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies and unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional what you doing trying on glasses with zenny's 3d virtual try on wait are those the actual prices i say get all of them seriously why not right oh now i want new glasses zenny.com quality prescription glasses starting at 6.95 that the forest ghost of vader is speaking to him now it's not anakin because anakin would be like dude what are you doing stop going i, I turn to the light come back right. to the light you're talking straight Which out means- vader yeah, I'm talking. There is two different types of force ghosts. There's the dark side and there's the light. The light. Because yeah. with everything, there is good and evil, and then there's the force. So, which theorizes that there could be. What if this Luke Skywalker that we saw last night was the dark side interpreter? Wow. What if there is a light wow. side Luke Skywalker? Dude, fucking mind blown. Like. Seriously, because he's so different than the Luke. I mean, you could all you could even argue this was a dark side Luke that went towards the gray. But meanwhile, out there, there is a light side Luke. I think the only argument against that, and and Rico, it's it's an incredible theory, and I love it. I really truly do. But the only argument that against that that I could see is the moment that he shares with Yoda when the tree goes on fire. That's really the only thing that I could see that puts like a, a kibosh in your theory. Because why would Yoda appear to the dark side, Luke? I, I totally get what you're saying. Try, I follow your logic. Bring him back to life. I, I guess, but the way he's talking to him, it doesn't sound that way. It sounds like it's the guy he's always known. I, I totally get well, who again, knows. Maybe, maybe that's the dark side, Yoda. <sighs> it felt too much like Yoda. It felt like Yoda. But you see what I'm saying? Because I, do. I want there I to do. be. I want there to be Kylo Ren in his meditation room and he's like fuck vader fuck fuck the past let it die you know move on and then he's sitting there meditating and he's got darth vader's force ghost being like you're doing the best you can join me and blah 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 and then all of a sudden fucking hayden christensen's anakin 
dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like he's got the devil and the angel on right. his shoulders and he's conflicted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that, I don't mean that's to what I want to see. I, I, I just his tortured soul. I don't mean to laugh. I don't know why, but when you said that, I immediately thought of Jane's son, Bob Strike Back, and it's Jay with the two devils on his shoulder, and then the angel shows yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that, too. <laughs> we bitch slapped that motherfucker. <laughs> now, about right here is where we get the angel on the shoulder. We bitch slapped that fool. <laughs> and then the oh, angel man. comes out. He's like, Jesus loves, loves his little, little children. children. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm late. I love that line. He's like, no, it's oh, sorry, I'm late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. Before funny. we, before we go any we further, need, yeah, is is what you had been cryptic and you were like, I want to talk to you about something that on the air and run it by you. Did we? Are, was that the James Gunn thing? No, it was the Kevin Spacey thing. Okay, I just want to make sure because I was like, that's that's all it was. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I thought it was, but I thought it was gonna be something more, more. No, very cryptic. No, I did, you... but, but I wanted you to. I wanted to get your genuine reaction, and I didn't want to All lead right. to any of what what I was talking about because I wanted to get your genuine reaction, especially if potentially you saw it differently than I did, because I wanted to, to have a good, genuine conversation about. It. Now we shared the same opinion, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted. I wanted your gut reaction to what I had to say. Yeah, okay. Was there a lie? Because you forget that. No, no, that's fine. But was there a lie? Because you very okay. I got you. (laughs) Um. Uh. So listen, I had a bunch of talking points for the episode, and and I've hit them all. But if if there's anything you want to cover before we call it a night, I think I think it might be a good place to to leave us. Um. I. I mean, what I. Because I was sick, I—I uh, I mean, I did go to work the majority of, of my work week. I missed one day because I was throwing up. Uh, where it got to the point where I was like, I don't think I should be here because I'll puke on a customer, or I'll have to run outside, and no one wants to see the retail person throw up in a trash can. Um, so a lot of what I was doing was I was watching a lot of movies and a lot of shows. Are you a fan of Trailer Park Boys? Of what? Trailer Park Boys. Okay, being that I've never heard of it, I'm gonna go no. Okay, this is good because then I can I can tell you about it. Trailer Park Boys is a Canadian show, and it is filmed in a mockumentary style. Okay, and they're all actors playing characters, and they're basically the redneck white trash equivalent to Canadians. And okay. they're all they're they're mostly criminal. It's, it's mostly centered around these criminals that live in their trailer park. Um, and it all stems from the first movie, which the main, the alleged main character, he's sort of, there's other characters that have come up and come become the breakout characters. There's a character named Julian who is kind of a big, muscular, good looking guy with a goatee. And he's always trying to do a crime to, so he can retire early, have one big score and then retire. And one of the gimmicks is he always walks around with a rum and coke glass so he's always walk around like with this and he's like, he's in the middle of shootouts and he's like robbing shit. Like he'll be driving and he'll be like shooting, like fuck off with the guns and shooting and still drinking his fucking drink. And when he, he never lets it go except for like maybe four or five times for the, all the, the whole series or the movies. And he still has like his hand is like fused like that. So he's got an empty, an empty hand. So 
it's all about these characters and every it's now on Netflix. Netflix bought it like four or five years ago. Okay. And, and they've made movies and they've had specials and I'm surprised you haven't seen it on Netflix. Um, I, I may have stumbled across it in the sense that I've when I'm flipping through stuff, but I've never watched it or read anything about it. It's Steph doesn't like it, but I, I became a, I, well, Steph and I, and we, we don't have the same sense of humor, but she also doesn't like it because like she, she, she likes one character, but she's like, I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it. It's not my sense of humor. I, wait, um, can I just, can I just say something? Because I, as the editor of the show and the quality control person on the show, I give a lot of shit over the course of episodes for her taste. And I, I know she does listen to our show and, and I love her for that. Um, and for many other contributions she makes to the show. Um, mm-hmm. I hope she, I hope she knows that I am, I am fucking with her 99% of the time. Well, you know the reason why is because Steph isn't as true of a fan as you or I are when it comes to shit we love. That's all you, Rico? I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> that is all, all you, my friend. If you guys um, live together, I would say you're sleeping on the couch tonight. But anyway. Um, if we're living together, we probably only have a couch. Um <laughs> Um. Anyway, I just the show. I, so I, I, no, did, I was real watching quick, a lot real quick. I, I want to finish my point. It's just so that Steph know that I I love you as a person, and and it's all in jest. So go ahead. I think you should. I mean, I rewatched this because there's a transition where it goes like eight seasons or seven seasons, and then it's sold to Netflix. Mm. And then there there is still it's still the same format, but there you could see. Because the Transition. main three characters, there's the main three actors are play the characters. There's Julian, the muscle guy. There's Ricky, who is one of the dumbest characters you'll ever see on TV. He kind of, I've been compared to him in the past a couple times because he's constantly, he's constantly smoking and he always has to say fuck. He's always swearing. And I've done this, you've done this, we all do this, but I've done this a whole lot more where I get my, my, my friend Michael will uh, make fun. He's the one who always catches it. I don't notice I'm doing it, but I'll fuck up a saying. And Ricky, the character, does it a lot. We're like, he, he's just so stupid. He thinks, like, he thinks, of, like, instead of getting, um, killing two birds, one stone, he thinks it's getting two, two birds stoned at once. So you're basically Biff. No, like way worse than Biff. Oh, God. Um, Biff from Back to the Future? Yeah. No. Like, are you saying I'm like Biff? No. Well, I'm saying character, I'm, but yeah. There's, there was a part in where Ricky, because Ricky is like, they're always carrying guns, they're always shooting at people, like, fuck off with the guns! There's a part where Ricky is in court, and he occasionally has these moments of pure genius through his stupidity where he can, like, outsmart a cop. But he, like, tells the judge, like, listen, I can't defend myself Without, if I can't smoke and if I can't swear, because I can't be true to myself, so I can't, I can't 100% defend myself to the, uh, to the full capabilities. So I should be allowed to smoke and swear. And the judge is like, that's really unorthodox, but I'm going to allow it. So he like starts smoking and he's fucking swearing. And when I saw that my friend Joe, my, my friend Joe was like, dude, that is you. Like you would just be like, 
logically taking down someone and be like, well, if I can't fucking smoke, then I'm fucked. Yeah. And there's another character named Bubbles. And Bubbles is my favorite character. Bubbles Bubbles sounds like this. He's got a real harsh, like, super Nova Scotia voice. Like, boys, what are you doing? And he's got thick, like, uh, uh, Coke bottle glasses. So his eyes are magnified. Right. And he loves kittens. He's, he's like, he's, he's the resident. He's the trailer park guy who like takes all the cats. And at one point they find a mountain lion and he's just like, it's just one giant big kitty. Basically what I'm saying is you need to just watch the show. Give it a all shot right. because I just basically went through the majority of the show and every season starts with them being like, we're going to do this scheme. We're going to get fucking rich. We're going to retire. Then every season ends with them going to jail. All right. There you go. I will check it out. I will. Honestly. I think you'd like it. Um, speaking of series, are you, I, since we recorded the episode, I was curious about this. Are you still trying to get through the rest of elementary or did you just cut it off? Um, I, I stopped watching it because I have to rent them from work. So okay. I'm, uh, I haven't been able to binge it. I'm just doing it because there's still rent a lot and I don't want to take a disc and have sure. like my boss call me like, Hey, return that. So I've been, well, uh, I've been no, lax. No comment. Um, about taking this that people can't see. No, 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 not about you. Um, you know where I'm going. I hope. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> um, on that note, I don't know what else to talk about. I think we're yeah, done. Yeah, no, I I think we're good. I think we've kind of kind of hit on everything. Listen to to our fans. I want to thank you for kind of sitting through this episode. This one's been. So it's been different for us, but it's one that I felt we needed to explore. So I, I appreciate your patience. I hope you've made it through this whole thing and you're still yeah. listening for this. But look, if if we can't have serious conversation in this world, then there's no point, you know? So Yeah. We're not just pure entertainment. I mean, like like people have said, like you guys seem to talk a lot about movies, why don't you talk about something else? Like we do talk about something else. We just talk about movies at the same time. Yeah, and this is a prime example, and and the stuff that I brought up tonight, and I'm sure Rico, for you, the things you brought up, but especially yeah. the things I brought up, have been kind of weighing on me for a while lately, and I've been wanting to talk about it. And one of the things I want to do with this show is be honest with our fans about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. Um, I'm never going to speak for people I can't speak for, and and I especially people in my life that I don't want to speak for. Um, mm-hmm. if they want to speak for themselves, I'll give them the opportunity. If they don't, then they don't have to. But in any event, um, when things come across my brain that I feel like I need to share, I want to be able to do it. And I want to do that with our fans and with you. You are my hetero life mate and that's what we do. So, so again, thank you to our fans, Rico. I can't wait to hear what you come up with for our title because you title 90% of our episodes, if not more. So. I, I, was, I was trying to think of that. I, <laughs> I, I, the only thing I kept having re- reappear with me is like balls to the wall. I just kept thinking that. But um, I actually kind of like it. I don't, that might work. All right. No, we'll, we'll talk. Um, we'll, no, we'll talk. But anyway, um, again, thank you, fans. And as we do in every episode, and it will be at the end of this episode in our usual closing, I do want to thank you for listening. We really do love doing this, not just because we get to talk to each other, but to share with you guys. And And I hope we get to bring you this mystery guest that Rico's mentioning, because that's going to be a very exciting experience if we do. But I can't, I can't, we can't divulge more than that at this time, and it, 
I can tell you that it's not Kevin Smith. As much as Rigo and I would freak the fuck out, it's not Kevin Smith. But <laughs> but this is also a guest enough where when I told him who I was talking about, he kind of was like, oh, shit. It was, it was a mild freak the fuck out. So it'll be it'll be exciting. And I, I look forward to hopefully getting to talk to this person because I don't you have a relationship with him. I don't. So it'll be exciting. So and oh, one other thing I will bring up just in that same realm. Um you guys at this point hopefully have heard the, the episode we did with Dustin, um, the um, High Five Top Five, and that has inspired Dustin to do his own show that I'm going to be helping him with. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what he's calling it yet. He's had, he's kicked around some ideas that I've told him I don't think are smart, but that's his choice. It's technically his show. So we'll see if he goes with it. Um, but either way, I'm going to be a part of it. It's, it's not it's not a title that it's something I don't want to associate myself with. It's nothing like that. So it's nothing to that level. But um, <laughs> no, because I don't want him to hear it and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so no, but I'm yeah, excited. You, you, you'll say that off camera. Yeah, no. Um, I'm excited though. I'm excited for him. I hope he does it. He's, he's really taking some steps. So look forward to another show coming out with me. And maybe we'll have Rico as a guest if he decides to put up with us for a whole other thing. If I'm this drunk, probably. Are you really that fucked up? You didn't drink that much. No, I'm not really that fucked up, but I've I've got a nice buzz where I'm just like, I want to lay back. and I'm, I'm at this point where I'm like, I kind of wish I had more booze, but I'm also kind of glad that I don't but, have this much booze. I, I have to way, work tomorrow, and I, I'm normally off on, on Mondays, but I'm yeah. covering, so I don't want to get too fucked up. Well, we're we're stretching for no particular reason, but I will bring up one last thing. We do have another fan. Um, her name's Desiree. I've been told I'm allowed to say that. Um, and she gave me a bunch of shit for not knowing what Thai iced tea was. So she gave you props for that because I had no idea what oh. Thai iced tea was. So <laughs> wanted to share that too. Do you go? To, do, you, do you eat Thai food? You asked me that that episode, and I I have eaten it, but I've only had it once. But I love Chinese food, and I do like Asian style food, so I would be all for having it again. I just haven't had it since the one time. When do you? What do you? you just because whatever you can always edit this shit out. But when I you um will. when you go, when you go yeah, okay when you go just stop recording. Well, let's let's close, and then I'll just keep asking. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. So, again, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, hi to Dustin and Desiree since we brought them up by name. <laughs> and, and Stephanie. And Stephanie, of course, because she always listens. That We have at least one fan. Uh, <coughs> and thanks, thank you guys for, for listening. And we'll bring you a more entertaining, more uplifting episode next time, I promise. No, nope, I don't promise. Well, you never promise anything. Hiya, everyone. Stephanie here with a few thank yous and FYIs on how you can get in touch with and follow Podescue. Oh, yeah. And the guys. Let's start with a huge shout out. Thanks to Dubbed in English for the opening theme music, 96 Reasons. If you're trying to find them online, they've dropped off the face of the earth. (laughs) Just kidding. But no, really, their music is offline now. So send an email request to Podescue at gmail.com or CJ's Twitter handle at M underscore blade. And he'll throw you a copy of the full song and or the whole EP, Plan 9. Also, let's give a big thanks to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. 
I encourage you to discover more of Samuel's masterfully manipulated rhythms on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash lemons. I don't know how you're listening to this now, but you can find other Podeskew episodes in several places, starting with iTunes and Stitcher, where a quick high star rating from you goes a long way in helping us hit the top of the charts. Or you may prefer Google Play Music. Don't want to be strapped down by an app? Then find us on podcast search engine, Listen Notes. Type in P-O-D-A-S-K-E-W, yes, that's all one word, into any of the aforementioned searches and Podeskew will pop right up on whatever screen you're using. And of course, there's our founding site that started it all, Podcast Garden, at www.podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash Podeskew. By the by, if you're looking to host your own show, Podcast Garden is the ideal place for all your podcast hosting needs at a very affordable price. Now, if you want to agree with or yell at the guys directly, follow them and the show on Twitter. For the show, at PodAskew. For Rico, at RantsRico. And again, CJ is at M underscore Blade. Finally, let's not forget our biggest thank you is to you for listening, subscribing, rating on iTunes and Stitcher, and promoting our show by being our fans. CJ and Rico truly appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. But maybe along the way, you take my hand, tell a few jokes, and have some fun. Hey, how do you get to the Met? Money. Yeah. Come on, pal. You're not afraid, are you? Nah. Fuck it. Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.